Hey everybody, it's Street Fight tonight, Sunday night. We're taking calls. Uh, the number to dial is 614-655-3887. Uh, we're coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio. You can watch us on the live streams. We're on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, come fuck with us, come chat with us. Like. We have a live chat. I mean, I love the chat people that show up every single week. Like, I recognize y'all. We don't give you enough attention, but like everybody out there commenting on the show, it really helps a lot. And it's fun, interesting. It adds a great dynamic to the show. So we appreciate you being there. Everybody else, like if it's just a podcast thing for you, we appreciate it. Absolutely. You can find us on Google. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on the iPod iTunes app, whatever the Apple shit is, we're there. We're Street Fight Radio. So find us, give us a five-star review, tell somebody else about what we're doing because it's been happening for nine motherfucking years now. We've been advocating for the dismantleization of everything American and people are making a lot of fucking uh, uh, money and taking a, taking a lot of Taking a lot of our credit to uh, slam this thing in through the goal line. So, Street Fight is here to spread this mess across the U.S. We were doing nothing else than making everyone dissatisfied with the world and the way it is now. So, we are going to continue doing that. And we want to hear from regular folks on the ground. We've done this call-in show for a few years now. Every single Sunday night, we want to hear from all you working people out there. What's going on? Time for a street fight. So let us know what's up. Um, the number to dial, once again, 614-655-3887. And we will be back on Wednesday with the uh, call-in show. I am, like, fucking obliterated, but ready to do this. I am uh, relatively sober. Dog, so. we played cornhole today. Like, we were at a kid's birthday party playing cornhole all day long. I'm faded, I'm cross-faded, I'm bladed, I'm fucking everything you can be. I'm ready to get this shit done. Also, cop dropper, cop dropper from last week. I shut you down because the last call that we had last week was fucking phenomenal. Absolutely incredible, powerful call, and I was not gonna pick up your cop apologizing bullshit after that call. But, cop dropper, if you're in there, uh, in the chat or you're on the line, let me know. I will pick up your call first uh, so that way we can reconcile our differences. I did not mean to be so dis rude uh, uh, last week. Mm, I don't even remember the whole thing. I just cop remember dropper. hanging up on a guy. Yeah. I mean, some guy that said the cops were cool and then they were doing. Well, cool I didn't really. I, what I remember is that he said that they got there and the cops weren't looking at them. Yeah. Which is whatever. I mean, that's cool. But not cool. I'm gonna have to shut you off the show now. You're a cop dropper, motherfucker. I'm not a cop dropper. I just I, I don't know I where it, it went cool after that. They might have turned cool. around and smashed them with the bricks. Cops were never cool. We didn't hear the whole story. The problem is the cops are never cool. That's I agree with that. I agree with that. One hundred percent. So I went to the in laws yesterday. The I decided to do it. And it's like, I don't do it very often. It's Father's Day. I felt like, you know, well, next week's Father's Day, but, you know. We're talking about your 
very racist in-laws. My my Trump in-laws and and you uh, did a Father's Day visit for him. Yeah, because they don't do it on Father's Day because I am a father. So that's my day. Who's honored? Yeah, I'm your father. Yeah. It's great. It's my favorite, one of my favorite days of the year. Really, I got a Bean. smoker, which here's the thing. I haven't had a grill in two years. Now, I get a lot of credit on the internet for being a magnificent wife guy and a magnificent dad. Just dad to the core. Yeah. Haven't had a grill in two years. Wow. Have not had a grill. That's the silent any suffering that fathers grill. have to go through. And nobody talks about, nobody knew it because no. I wasn't running around fucking telling no. people, you oh, would, dog, I don't dare. have a grill. You're too uh, you humble. Know where, you know where I eat barbecue from? The barbecue restaurant. Yeah, I just take it from the store. <laughs> I go to the restaurant and I buy it. I'm not in charge made. of my own brisket destiny. <laughs> I would just pay for someone else to do it so that my family wouldn't be bothered by my six-hour endeavor to smoke this meat on a Saturday. It was terrible. It was a terrible fucking life because it felt like a lie to my listeners. Yeah. My followers on Twitter. All the people that know you were me. Husk. You're a husk. So what the- I, my, my wife for Father's Day, you know, we're doing a little better financially this year and COVID means that me and Brad aren't going to be on the road for two weeks a month all summer. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I was like, you're going to have time to do stuff. So why don't we get you a grill? And I'm like, well, that's a fucking great idea. They gave me a budget. A grill budget. They gave me a budget for this <laughs> grill, grill budget. Did now, you make a spreadsheet? In my life, grill budget. My grills were either free I'm, or a hundred bucks. That was what I was allowed. That's what I would be willing to give myself for a grill. A hundred bucks or free. That's it. I told I I one time um, there was a Saab dealership that was doing test drives, and if you took the test drive, you got a free grill out of it. And we didn't have one, so I went and drove a Saab nine five <laughs> and was like, I really like these features. And the only reason I did it was to get like a free fucking grill. Yeah. So I was like, I was like. So what is what is my budget? Which I knew because she had asked me a couple of weeks ago if it would be okay if they spent two to three hundred dollars on me for Father's Day, and I was like, I won't buy a shirt then. You know, don't <laughs> take a shirt out of the room. <laughs> That's too sure. Too, I, can go, I can go without a shirt, so you can buy me a gift. Sure, <laughs> I'll buy a shirt next month. It's yeah, all gonna you be can okay. Get me a gift instead, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So. <laughs> they they gave me 300 bucks to buy a grill and so what did i do i did what it, they had me pick it because you know smart what if my wife would have picked the grill you know what i'm saying she's a vegetarian every time i pick a gift for somebody it's the wrong gift yeah, and <laughs> she's a just, vegetarian. Just buy the fucking thing thing they wanted she's a vegetarian she doesn't care that much about it but she's like you know we really want you to have a grill because we know how important that is like sacrilegious meat shit like all over this thing yeah so what i did your place to go wild on meat so what i did was what i did was i got a fucking electric smoker oh a fucking badass set it and forget it electric smoker now infomercial ass smoker four years ago i would have called myself a sellout you're judas you're a motherfucking judas Judas. our friend yeah called me judas somebody called you for it please don't judas me and the funniest thing about when he called me judas was i i I explained my reasoning for getting this and it was basically this i'm never going to become a barbecue pit master so i feel that the ingredients 
are very important. Yeah. And the wood you use are very important, but the method by which you attain the the grilling is not that important. Yeah, you can like in <laughs> grilling you can work smarter not harder. Like there's no reason to spend 6 hours like watching one piece of meat cook when you could just set up a remote control <laughs> and make it work Dog, for it you. It has a remote control. So what you do is you take a little probe you stick it in the meat, you put the little remote control in your pocket, it tells you when it hits the temperature, and you're like, we're done, baby. Yeah. But Bingo my friend, bongo. My friend was like, when I told him, I was like, you know, I don't foresee myself being a barbecue pit master, and I really just want to be able to smoke meats and stuff like that. He goes like this, you were my barbecue pit master. Oh, wow. Like, it, he was like, he looked up to me. As a griller. Yeah, you, you left somebody I mean? lost in the woods, dog. I did, I did. You just totally abandoned this motherfucker that you tried to show the way of, like, good barbecue, and then you just dipped on him. Well, I'm going to be honest about him, though, and this is rude. This is going to be rude, and it's a, a hard, painful truth that I have Christ. to tell. Don't do it. I have to do it. He uses a gas grill. Oh, no! Which four years ago, I would have also said is lazy and you're not allowed to do it. Sure. Like, when I was a purist, it was like, you gotta motherfucking use charcoal and wood. That's how you do it. Right. And it, that is, and if you do it right, it's highly, highly great. When yep. you get out on the other end, you're like, Charcoal. Yeah, you're fucking caveman shit. You're just fucking striking flint on wood and making fire and just cooking meat. Right? So calling me a sellout when you're a gas grill guy yeah, is kind of like you're not a fugazi. You can't that's do bullshit. that. You got to go fucking get a kettle grill. You didn't. I taught myself to smoke meat on a fucking thirty-five dollar kettle grill, and uh, then I moved up to like the actual barrel guy. Yeah. Very easy in the barrel. Easiest thing in the world in the fucking barrel. You got to babysit it though, right? You do. You do. And motherfucker, you'll be like, you'll be like. Oh, this is going great. You know, it's slow and slow. The temperature in there is 225. You go in the house to take a piss and you come back and the temperature is 450. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like. That's like decarbing weed. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. When I try to decarb weed, it's like, just bake it at, at 250 for 30 minutes. And I put my oven on 250 and all of a sudden it's 290. And I'm yeah. like, well, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah. And then I shut it down and then it's. 190 and i'm like no i i need yeah. heat i like and then you you do spend an entire afternoon just watching this thing like slowly cook and that you're just completely tied up like you can pop a in. fucking piece of whatever i'm gonna smoke i'm gonna smoke salmon i'm gonna smoke meats i'm gonna smoke vegetables you can pop that shit in press the buttons and it does the thing yeah and it's done and i'm That's happy fine. with that i like it you know well that was the thing for me with like bikes in the same way where you know, you can get the best stuff ever, but it doesn't matter because I'm not competing against no. anybody that has the best stuff ever. Get a bike I just, racer. I need to just have whatever gets me on the bike and whatever feels comfortable. I don't need anything else that anybody else has besides what gets me on my bike and makes it work. And I understand this runs counter to my darts situation where I won't play darts because I can't afford $200 darts. I understand this runs counter to that, but the way I feel is like, I learned how to do it. I learned 
how to do it in the hardest possible way. Do, smoking meat on a kettle grill is really hard because, you know, the charcoal goes to one side, the meat goes on the other side. You, you got to do all kinds of stuff. It's like, that is like tying your hand behind your back to do something. Sure. And that's how I learned. And then I got the barrel and I learned that. And I'm like, well, so I learned the grilling. Yeah. Thing. I learned how to do it. I know how to do it. You went through the trials and tribulations of grilling. But now I'm a tech guy. I drink euphorics. Yes. I have nootropics, adaptogens. (laughs) I'm just a guy now that I I just, you know, newest iPhone. I'm just a guy. I, I like tech. I'm a tech guy. Love tech. Tech will solve all our problems. You know, I have to agree in that. I also, I mean, there is some sort of, you can derive your own pleasure out of doing things the hard way. And I think that you should get everything out of it that you can. You know, like you said, when you had the kettle grill, you had nothing else to do. Yeah. So like, it's just me and this kettle grill and I'm going to make this shit work. And you focus on it and that builds character. But at this point, there is no reason for you to spend nine hours babysitting your piece of food that you're going to have for dinner. Right. And I can't. I can't do it. I have a lot of things to do. I don't. It doesn't seem like I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. I can't sit down and write anymore. Like, I can't sit down at a computer and write anymore. I have to do it walking on my phone. Or I just can't even get it done. Can't figure out how to fucking do it. So I got to do that. I got all kinds of shit to do. So for me, it's like, I'm going electric. So anyway, my father-in-law gets himself a grill. Which, by the way, never seen a man grill in my life. Never. He never made... He made his wife do it. See, you may as well. He, that's he, not patriotic because he said, his, I don't want to be too traditionalist yeah. about things, but like, if you're going to be an asshole that is racist and, and that macho. loves America and that is macho, you should be able to fuck the grill up. Yeah. He made his wife do it. He said, I don't cook was his gimmick. That's embarrassing. I fucking, you're worthless. Me. You're worthless. <laughs> Imagine being thrown into the middle of like, the beginning of civilization when there wasn't any sort of like order yeah. and somebody saying like, Oh, I don't do cooking. I don't make food. It's yeah. like, dog. I always find it. I found it very weird. But anyway, he got a grill. He's You're grilling. responsible for yourself. I think he's grilling because he's Republican now though. I think he was like, okay. Just cause it's a, it's like, I do a man thing. I do a man thing. This is a man thing. I make my meat on the man machine. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? But here's the thing. I did have one weird encounter with him, but I also felt like we found a lot of common ground. Now, I left. He's still a conservative. Sure. He's not a leftist. He doesn't probably believe any of the stuff. But at the time, as we were having the conversation, he was like, yes, to the things I was saying. Like, About he agreed what? with everything I said. Getting rid of the police. Oh, dude, about the cops. But that's not a big deal because, like, everybody hates the cops. Like, a- anybody... Yeah, I mean... Anybody who who was... Hillbilly a, should hate the cops. Anybody who was, like, sort of a... Well, he was a delinquent kid, too. Yeah. Like, the reason he went into Marines was because he had a choice. You know what I mean? I've known a few of them. So, like, um, it was either, you know, jail or Marines. He picked Marines. And um, so, like... I knew he didn't like the police. I had kind of braced myself that his, that to think like, okay, well, his racism 
will trump his hate for the police sure it didn't it i mean he even admit which this is a thing that's unnerving to me now too because it of him saying it that like i think there are a lot of people that feel this way that are like well obviously they treat black people worse than yeah. they treat white people i know that i know that white kids go to jail a lot less than black kids for the same crimes i, I know that they're more likely to shoot a black kid i don't or a person yeah i i don't want to go out on that branch too much but i will say that like following along on instagram with like boogaloo boy guys that just want to like get rid of the government they are totally into the idea that like they have been given it too hard to fucking black people. Yeah. Like they, they are, there is a weird disconnect now where there are the folks that have made the decision and there's like, there is a real distinction that, pe that people are making. And, and like I've seen it too. There's just the people that are left are just the ones in power. Yeah. Everyone else is falling to the side. I haven't met a regular person that doesn't commiserate with me or doesn't understand where I'm coming from. It's weird. And so like, I mean, we've been doing this for years and years and years. We have been the most obnoxious person in anybody's lives. Like we've been doing a lot of this stuff for a very long time. And now I have people that are willing to just have a conversation with me and understand that like I am an adult and I'm a human and I have a well thought out point of view yeah. and that this isn't just some sort of teenage lashing out against authority type bullshit. Right. This is a real concern about the way the world is, is conducted because nothing is working. Like the, the police is not getting the results that we want. Abstinence is not getting the fucking results that we want. Nothing is getting the results that we want and we're ignoring it over. A feeling. We're ignoring it over vibes. We're ignoring it over like, I want people to be punished for certain things when it really wouldn't benefit any of us for people to be punished for most shit. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it was weird. The, uh, the next subject, I, I, I mean, I was surprised that he was like with like the police are bad. We got to do something about this shit. But, uh, the, the next thing was like, got to talking about jobs and shit. And, uh, the guy has a, an, a firm grasp and understanding that our economy yeah. is mostly service work now. And that service work is the most underpaid work and it's hard work. Yeah. So I don't know where the disconnect is between it doesn't fucking matter what you think of the work. If most of the economy is this kind of work, then this kind of work is worth more than the people are getting and he yeah. agrees with that yeah you know what i mean there's so much to yeah there's so much to agree on and there's so I many said, points that i've seen happen yeah i said jeff bezos has a trillion dollars and he underpays his employees and uh that's why he's a trillion and i think i said something to him that blew his fucking mind because i think that like when, when you're like a, a person that like super believes in America, you don't think in terms like this. And I think what I think really blew his mind and what made him really think was that I said, you know, we're all drawing from the same pot of resources and it's not an infinite pot of resources. There's not enough resources for 
Jeff Bezos to have a trillion dollars and me to have a trillion dollars and you to have a trillion dollars. So Jeff Bezos has a trillion dollars at the expense of the people who are working for him. And he was like, you know, that's a good point because I truly believe that anybody who identifies as a capitalist, that's not a person that makes money as a capitalist. I truly believe that they look, they think right. that it's an infinite no. amount of resources in which they could get. Okay. Well, yeah. Jeff Bezos has a trillion dollars. What if I came up with an idea and got a trillion yeah. dollars and somebody else came up with an idea and got a trillion dollars and somebody there. else came up with not an idea? Happen. And it's the trillionaire is going to shut you trillion. down so yeah. that you never become a trillionaire. Yeah. And I think that I, th- I, I, You're right. I gave him something to think about just to, just in well, terms of like, if this guy has a trillion dollars, he was like, well, what would you take from him? And I was like, I would leave that motherfucker with $2 million is what I would leave. He'll be fine. He'll live the rest of his life with $2 million. You know, I, I said, I, I was like, dude, do you understand that we could leave him with $100 million and it would make the world immeasurably better at this point? And he would have $100 million, you know, and uh it, it was pretty incredible. Like that, that like, I know that when I left he stopped believing or he, he, he sort of formed arguments against what I said and, and, and things like that. And, and like, I know that it didn't make a meaningful difference in his politics, but like it did return me to a place of like, I think that there's a certain amount of people that we can talk to and switch them around you know, get them on our side. And, uh, that was something that was really good. Now, the funny thing that happened, I, I, I would never tell a story without giving, go on. Well, I want to say like, there was, when you talk about like the amount of money that's around to make things happen, like that really is tangential. Like it, it makes sense, like in a tangible way where people know how much money is involved. So there's this poet, her name is Kimberly Jones. And she laid out like the Black Lives Matter thing so eloquently in the game of Monopoly, where it was just like, imagine that you were paying, playing Monopoly for 400 years and every win that you got went to your opponent. Yeah. And then imagine the last 50 years you got to play on your own, but the opponent got to keep everything that had mm-hmm. accumulated over 400 years. And, you know, I guess in a way, I, I think that I, I definitely, you know, uh, gave up and I definitely let my own depression and my own, like, you know, insular bullshit take over my life and not continue fighting on in, in a way that, like, you have to say it every possible way that you can. You can't, like, it's never going to make sense to these people until it does. Well, I, That's what it comes down to. It will never make sense until it does. You can say it 99 ways, and then the 100th way, they're going to say, wow, you're a genius. I never thought of it that way before. And yeah. I also told him, I was like, you've never heard a coherent left uh, case yeah. for what we want the world to be. And yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, as a leftist, I told him this, and this is massaging the ego sure. to get them to listen to what else you have to say. But I told him, you know, I feel as though it's on us to give you proof of concept and show you the world that we want to create to show you how that world would be better. 
Yeah. And we haven't been able to do that because everybody's against us. We don't have the media. He's like, what about CNN? What about MSNBC? And I was like, they've never had a communist on CNN or MSNBC. They've never had a communist sit down or give a Marxist perspective on how something like this would happen. They don't do that. They have Democrats on it. Democrats' sole purpose is to not be the Republicans. That's not left. And uh, I think I got through, but I I want to, before we get to the calls, I want to tell the funny story that happened, because I don't want to take you through me saying I talked to my father-in-law, and I think I might have gotten through to him a little bit. So one thing that happens, he's like, Brian, because we were sitting outside, we didn't want to go in the house. Uh, he goes, C-, you know, come to the house. And he's doing elbows, elbows and shit. Yeah, oh, he's COVID. He's, he believes in COVID. He doesn't think it's a hoax. He doesn't think it's a hoax, but he thinks lockdown was dumb. If That's that stupid. Sense. Stop that. I agree. I agree. It doesn't make sense. Dog, I'm, a, I'm, an anar- <laughs> I'm ride or die anarchist. Fuck the government. Like, I'll do anything I want. But when them doctors said stay in the house, I felt like that was okay. Like, that's part of it. Like, you can, sometimes you can defer to people that are smarter than you, right? Yeah. 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 Like, I don't have to, I don't, like, I, I can admit that I'm not a medical doctor and I have never done anything. I've never completed fucking college. Yeah. So they're like, I'm not anybody to, to think I know better than the people that like, than the, the nurses and fucking doctors that are like, don't go out. I'm like, all right, I believe you. Well, he, he didn't go out because he doesn't go anywhere. He lives in the country. Right. You know, I, what mean, I mean, they've but already lived in that life. Sure. You know, well, he so, gets to say, I mean, you get to say that from your ivory tower. Yeah. So anyway, he got, hey, come in the house. I, I want to show you something. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know what he was going to show me. He's the, he, he cuts out memes and puts them in sure. albums and stuff. I thought maybe he might show me a killer meme on paper. Yeah. That would be some something. Thomas Jefferson cool. unfiltered shit. Yeah. Some real, like some Thomas Jefferson. I never the even uncut heard shit that just yeah. makes you hurt in your soul. So he goes, uh, Hey, uh, uh, check this out. He opens up this thing. He's like, now this isn't pulls out a gun. Yeah. Okay. A firearm. Uh, yes, he did. He called it a firearm. He's like, uh, this firearm is not loaded, so don't worry about it, Brian. I was like, Gary, I'm not yeah. like afraid <laughs> of guns. Yeah, I know guns. <laughs> like I've seen a gun. I'm okay with guns. I've I, seen I think they're neat. I've seen 14 year olds <laughs> with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. I and he goes like this. He's like, uh, there's no bullets in it. I just want to show it to you. He's like, hold it. Hold it in your hand. See how light it is? Caress it. That's a Sig Sauer. Nine millimeter. He I was believe. he doing a sales pitch? Oh. Is he like a, so wait, are the like, are the, the, like the thrive wives, are they, are their husbands selling like cigs? Yeah. So like the six hour dads that are like trying to get you into their scam where like you come over to the house and like six of you hang out and you cook steaks and, and do cigars. And then you shoot guns in the air and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a representative from SIG here that's yeah. actually ready to sell you a gun. So like he, a Rubbermaid party. He, he gets a guy. He shows me the laser sight. <laughs> He's got the laser sight and the light on the front of it. Very good. And Not then, on a handgun, dog. <laughs> no, it 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 really you sh- you don't need a laser sight on a handgun. You just point it in the direction and hope it hits what you want. That's what a handgun is. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing precise about a handgun. So he goes, um, Brian. He kept he kept calling. 
calling me by my name like it was a real personal experience yeah this is serious for him like like uh hey you know <laughs> my hands are he said your middle name and shit yeah he's like brian uh <laughs> brian charles quinby brian brian charles quinby i use hollow points because if god forbid and i don't want to kill anybody i i god forbid i hope i never have to kill somebody uh but if somebody kicks in my door and comes in um i use hollow points because i just want to because when you have when you when somebody kicks in a door, when you have to discharge around to dispel said, an intruder because when you have to pull out your firearm you aim and you shoot to kill yeah that every time you do. i don't want to kill my neighbors blah, blah, blah. so i use hollow points you know i don't want to kill my because neighbors. they break up before the they window. hit the house yeah any idea. so then i go like oh well, that's, that's so righteous i mean <laughs> I Wait till I tell my prayer group about how benevolent this motherfucker I is. Go, there's, <laughs> I go, I was like, 50 people live in your village. Yeah. And like, you're shooting, I, you're just going to fucking wave a gun around. He's like, now, Brian, I, I'm not at risk like you are, okay? You live in the city, you know, stuff can happen there. And mm. I was like, hmm. Okay. Yes. Maybe that's part of I've it. I've heard. I haven't I seen live. it. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Only old people have been telling me that it's dangerous <laughs> fucking out here. And then I'm out here doing crime shit with criminals. And I'm like, it's not that dangerous out here. <laughs> so he goes like this, dude. He, he goes like this. I can't recommend this thing enough. This SIG is great. It, it's $450. Really fair price. For a gun. And yeah, that's I, a good price. It's like an ounce of weed. You know, it's more than an ounce of weed. You no, know, I said to him, I was like, that's two t shirts. Yeah, that's a couple of. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's an investment. <laughs> that's, that's I, two I want, a gun. I I want a gun more than anything. And he goes, like, My wife is into guns, and I just don't, I don't want to spend the money on yeah. it. Like, I just want somebody to, like, just throw it to me in an alley. That's how I want to get a gun. <laughs> so he goes like this. I go like this. This is what I say. I'm like, Well, I mean, I have wanted one for a while, but, uh, you know, Katie doesn't like really want me to have a gun. And he goes like this. Now, Brian, I would never get between you and your spouse, but I what? think you need to get one of these. And I was like, well, I can't, you know, I don't feel like I need one. And then thankfully he said, I'm going to go put this, put the clip in this and I'm going to go put this away and I'll meet you back outside. You, you have to be safe when you have a firearm. And then he dropped it. For the rest of the night, but it was such an odd conversation, <laughs> dude. I'm reeling from that. So, was he trying to display that he's not like a psycho gun nut? I mean, I guess because we've had a lot of right wing people drive through protests. Um, we we talked about the people in Seattle. Someone drove, or in Florida, someone drove into a, a protest. Uh, there's people shooting into protests. So do you think he's just trying to show you that he's like really boy scout about the whole thing? I guess I would like to, I, what I think is he does want to kill somebody. Yeah. It's like, all, I mean, his, that's the only reason you, <laughs> I want to kill somebody. I want to kill the right person in his mind. He, there's the right person to be killed for all of us. Yeah. I feel like that's what we've been grown up on. This is not my fault. This is just off He-Man and G.I. Joe shit that I feel like there's the right man to kill. I do think that in his mind, he hopes that somebody does something truly evil to yep. him so that he can, he can make the decision. Kill that person. Right. 
That's that's masculine. It's patriarchy, dude. Like that's all masculinity comes down to is like they think we're on bitch mode because we're willing to be sad or because we're willing to like break down and not get to the point where we can only fantasize about taking life before we can enjoy our own life. Yeah, and like that's the disconnect. We we are only allowed to be angry and violent in the right way. Soldiers, cops. That's what's been sold to white men as like what to do with all of your emotions. You can take all of your, in, your, your feeling towards injustice. You can take all of your violence and you can like harness it in the right way to make it valid and righteous and true. Right. And, and it's a lie. And I find it sort of weird. Like I said, he doesn't live in a place where he lives in a place where there's zero crime. Like, right. there's no, there's none. Right. He lives in the country n- next door to the police station. All of them do. Like, yeah. everyone I've ever met. Like, I feel like I am, I live on the edge of danger and I'm not in any danger. Yeah. I'm around the criminals and thugs and fucking felons. Uh, like, un- regularly, more, and not even in any, like, I'm not trying to say I'm that dangerous. But way more than anybody that speculates on this shit from the sidelines. All these people that think they know and that, like, the Fox News cult, like, they just... He informed me he doesn't watch Fox News anymore. Really? Mm, That might be bad, though. That might actually be bad. He's going deeper. Does he believe in the black cube of Saturn yet? Mm, It might be... Um, stormfront.com. Oh, no. But I don't know. Oh, man, you ruined it. That sphere. But anyway. But he's open to fuck the police. Yeah. But he's He's open almost every racist police. I think he's just racist, you know? But anyway, I believe that he wanted, he, he would love to kill somebody, but he feels really bad about wanting to kill somebody. And he also does not want me to think. That he wants to kill somebody. I know. You know? It Dude, was like a thing. It was a sort of thing where it was like, I really want to. my mind right I now. I really <laughs> want to impress this guy. But I also know that he's not going to be impressed with me being ultra violent. Yeah. And yelling. He will be impressed at how restrained I am with this firearm that i have yeah this is this is this lovey-dovey guy like this is this is somebody that like i don't respect because they're not as violent as i think i am yeah (laughs) so i'm going to put on a show and like this persona god damn that's a lot yeah yeah Somebody in the chat just asked when we're going to be on Mains TV. Very soon. First episode's written. We're working on it. Let's uh get some calls in. It's call time. Thanks for listening to our bullshit. That's just been a huge turn of events, though. Really. I mean... I- he said... Let me explain something to the listeners. He said the N-word the last time my wife and daughter went over there, and it like really annoyed my daughter, so he might have just been on his best behavior this time. I don't think... You know... There is a hard, it's a hard, it's hard to understand those people because I think that we want to write them off. Like it's easy to say boomers are irredeemable and all of that stuff, but they're just so broken and just hurt. Like he's reaching out to you. Yeah, I know. He's, he's fucked up and dysfunctional and too arrogant. And maybe he will never realize his own ways before he meets his maker. Um, but at the same time, I think from our point of view, like 
he is coming to you. I like think he's he would, walking he in. Lived, he's taking steps in your direction. If he which lived in is Columbus, traitorship. And if he lived in Columbus, and we were close. If he lived in Columbus and we were like close to each other, like uh, close enough that we saw each other more, I would. I would have. He would be out there doing Second Amendment rights like these Black Lives Matter protesters have their First Amendment. I'm going to take my Second Amendment to make sure they have their First Amendment. Yeah, he. I think he would be on our side if I had access to him. I mean, I've said this before, but like in 2008 and 2012, he voted for Obama. And like, uh, I think part of that was conversations with me at the time when, you know, uh, he didn't feel like a Republican. And I, th I think, uh, that kind of thing, he would have the conversation. I think he, t he said to me, which was really funny. He said, uh, I think the left and the right need to come together. And so, you know how I responded to that? In my mind, I said, the left has to crush the right. But yeah. in, out loud, I said, yeah, I think that would be a really good idea if we did all the left's ideas yeah. and none of the right's ideas. Why don't you come <laughs> to our, our, why don't you come to our bargaining grounds where <laughs> we can smother you into a, to the history? Yeah. All right, let's get all, all my ideas, none of yours. That's yeah, how it'll work. Basically, we've heard everything you had to say. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Welcome to the new call in setup, too. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Adam from Buffalo. What's up, Adam? How's it going up in Buffalo? Well, I imagine everybody's scene is not going that great up here these days. We were going to go up there. What's going um, on? I mean, our shit is like, I mean, there was nobody there at the end of the day today. I mean, it, it's died down. It's died, but I think it's going it, to ebb and flow. It's about to get fired up, too. Yeah, it just seems that every time Buffalo ends up in the national news, it's never for good things. Uh, you know, the, the the man who was pushed, Marty Gugino, is a, a friend of mine, sure. and it's just it, it, it's really strange to to see. Obviously, we would have expected that kind of right wing reaction where they're making up all these ridiculous stories about him, and they turn him into an antifa super soldier with this futuristic technology on his cell phone, or he's just some kind of uh, plant. It's just wild because. I've known the man and he is a kind and gentle and compassionate person. And so to see it happen to somebody I know personally, is just a mind blowing thing to, to watch. Well, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I figured somebody that listened to the show knew him too. I would have figured if he was a frequent activist. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I had, I knew he was an activist and I, I got your message from you. And I think that was really like, um, what really kind of broke my reality was when Trump was talking about how this guy was trying to do like signal jamming, like he was going to go and like rub a magnet over somebody's fucking um, walkie talkie and somehow scramble all the communications of the police department. It was such a fucking absurd idea and uh, such an alarming video uh, that, that was like, you know, in a way, I mean, if I'm, you know, when I'm 70 and I'm still in this fight and if things haven't changed, I'm definitely going to feel more comfortable getting pushed and abused and having people show how, like, awful the government is to people. Like, this is really what it is. So, I, I in a way, like, when I saw it and, and, saw, and like, saw uh, the, the history behind it, it made a whole bunch of sense to me. Like, I absolutely think that's an incredible thing to do and, and something that is is necessary you know yeah yeah and, you know, and 
the what we saw in real time how they 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 the police put out a statement about what happened saying that he tripped and fell even though the videos from across the street and then right up close they had already come out on twitter so people watched the videos and saw what happened yeah. and then the lie came out after that it was just terrible well they've they've done a really bad job the 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 really this whole thing um we have a very small window where we can rise up and make things happen. But the mainstream media is eight to 12 hours behind and they're going to come in hard with an agenda and with a way to explain it that makes everything hunky dory for the status quo. And like there, that, that was a disconnect for this because people that, yeah. like yeah. you said, people knew him. Uh, we had already seen blood coming out of a fucking 70 year old's man, man's ears and was like, there's no reason this should ever fucking happen. Uh, you know, in the same way that Willem Van Spronson, you know, one of my heroes as well is like, you know, at that age and at that time, like you have nothing else to do, but like put it all out there. You know, I, I have a lot more organizing and disruption ahead of me, but you know, when I get to that age, like there's nothing I can do besides show them that they will fucking kill me. You know, <laughs> like there's that, like I've, I've been trying to get them like, this whole time they're trying to kill us all like and and focusing on you know our vulnerable populations but that that really just laid it all out there it was watching the the blood come out of that dude's fucking ears was enough to get people in uh sync that things are not right and that we don't like the police anymore i yeah it's yeah. awful yeah yeah it, it, it was crazy also, just to see both Trump and Biden mention him by name that, you know, in the same 24 hour period. What did Biden and then, say? of course, he, Biden just was usually, you know, the the normal pablum that means absolutely nothing that, oh, we're, we stand with Martin and, and, and we want to improve the police or whatever the garbage he usually oh, says God. is. I mean, it's yeah, so now we've, we had what they did to that guy. Like, I. I, I can't imagine seeing that guy and deciding I have to take him down. That is a really yeah. big yeah, I mean, indication they, they of who they are. Yeah, I, I, I was just because I looked up Buffalo to see what else there was going on there. And uh, I, I saw that also in 2008, the police department fired a black woman because she broke up a chokehold. Yeah. From another cop. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. She like, probably saved a man's life. Carry your horn. Chris yeah. Chris Dorner started his whole fucking manifesto against the LAPD simply because he tried to stop a white woman from beating the shit out of a suspect. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it, man. Uh Yeah. And then there was another uh, another article came out today that uh, the Buffalo police were running a protection racket at this bar where a guy got thrown down the stairs by the manager while there were two police officers pretty much working on duty there while they were off duty. And so the owner came out today and said that they pretty much told him, either you hire our police officers or we're going to have problems. Jesus. Well, I mean, I wish something would, <laughs> I wish I could give you a positive something's going to happen to him. But uh, I hope something happens. Nah. You know, I hope the mayor <laughs> of Buffalo does something. But it just uh, is he's, such a. He's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, well, I don't know. Andy Ginther. Our mayor is also very bad. All the mayors are bad. Is your mayor a Democrat? He is. Yeah, he's a a, a black man, and he is a very conservative Democrat, very pro corporate, pro development. Uh, he's just an empty suit 
for for money to pass through at this point. God, all the Democrats, dude. The Democrat mayors are the worst. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, Is there anything we can do to help? Uh, at this point, you know, the, Mar- Marty is uh, re- recovering. He's going to go into rehab. So he can't walk right now. Um, and he's he's mostly just kind of being laying low. So there's not exactly anything where, where people can donate to him at this point. So, um, yeah, just keep doing what you guys are doing in your own towns because it matters for everybody. You know, thank you guys for having me. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Right. Have a good night. Trader Joe's in trouble. I guess we'll have to hit that on the uh Everybody's Monday in trouble. Show. Like here's the problem. Here's the problem is that like all of these fucking liberals came in at the at the last moment to say, "Hey, we're on this Martin Luther King civil rights bullshit." And they want to do Black Lives Matter, but they're not ready to take down America. They still fuck the flag. And on July 4th, they're going to put up a fucking flag instead of burning the flag. They don't understand the, like, the necessity that we have to go to to get freedom for everybody away from everything that's ever been done before. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Yeah. They're going to hurt when we tell them everything is not the way that they thought it was. Everything's fucking different now. Yeah. Let's get this next call in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? This is not a skeleton. We can hear you. Hey. Un- you can hear me? Hey, we can skeleton. hear you. There's flesh on those bones. Her. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm in a place where I don't have great signal and the internet's also trash, so everything's kind of a mess here. Oh, I can hear you fine. Um, perfect. So... I just want to say thank you to everybody and Street Fight um, because I hit, um, for anybody who doesn't know me, I'm Lucian. You'll, if you're in part of the Facebook group, oh, yeah, you, Lucian. you see me pop up here and yeah. there. Yeah, here and there. Um, so tiny I just want to say thank you to everybody in the Street Fight. Yeah, Tiny Woo on Twitter. Um, I actually just want to say thank you to, oops, sorry. I got a werewolf tattoo in uh, November from Dave, one of our. Uh, yeah. One of our uh, street fight artists that does tattoos in Los Angeles. I got a werewolf tattoo. That's the best. I need to get one. That's on my list of things to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm really ready to join. Whenever, whenever you want to get matching werewolf tattoos. Werewolf there. crew. Yeah. Tiny Awoo crew. Yes, that would be <laughs> awesome. Um, but I wanted to let everybody know, um, first off, that I met my uh, GoFundMe goal for my top surgery, and I would say 75% of the people who donated were from Street Fight. Um, Congratulations. So you all are absolutely incredible. I actually have surgery in 11 hours. What? Um, Aren't you supposed to be yeah. doing? Sh- are, are you supposed are to go to bed to or something? Are you allowed to eat? Nah. You are? Uh, I can eat up until midnight. So uh, go hand. I'll tell you, let me tell you a story, Lucian. Uh, uh, I was, I got my wisdom teeth pulled right when I was 18 or 19 and, uh, I couldn't eat. You're not allowed to eat. Yeah. Right? Like for, I don't mm-hmm. what the hours are before I fucking went to a Pantera concert the night before. And, uh, they said you couldn't even drink water. <laughs> yeah. Eat or drink anything. Yep. And the motherfucking, I was, I was watching, <laughs> the, I was watching the time at this Pantera concert and being like, if this fucking thing doesn't end by midnight, 
I'm not going to be able to get something to drink after the concert, after yeah. moshing through this whole entire pandemic. Yeah, I can't imagine. Let's think about it. It ended it, it ended late. They went really late. They went after midnight. And I fucking, it, it, it was in Dayton, Ohio, which is an hour away. And uh, I complained the entire way home. <laughs> and then when I went to bed, and then when I woke up in the morning, also complained about it. <laughs> Anytime somebody says they're getting surgery, I'm like, are you allowed to eat? They're going to let you eat or drink water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At midnight, I can't have anything. I actually have an alarm on my phone because I'm like, can't fuck this up. Can't fuck this up. Can't fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. It's been turmoil. Like I, I, you were ready to go and then COVID happened, right? They start stopped doing right surgeries. Right. So it was supposed to happen in the beginning of April and then COVID happened and then actually I was supposed to have it on the 8th and then the hospital was like actually just kidding. It's the 15th now. So I had to like reorganize my plans for like the week after Yeah, I had to get a COVID test on Friday, um, which thank God they don't have to stick a Q-tip all the way to like your brain anymore. It's just like, it's not even as bad as a flu test. It's cool, just like yo. a nasal swab. I like it. Um, I was nervous yeah, about that. And it was drive through. Yeah, I was nervous about the uh, Q-tip on the brain. Yeah, my wife got her COVID test last week, and uh, uh, she had a lot of us writing on it. Yeah, there was probably like three dozen people writing on her COVID test to know whether we had it or not. Yeah, so she got her COVID test and said it wasn't as bad as she thought it was gonna be, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, but it 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 does sound like it sucks. I'm so excited for you, Lucian. I know you've been trying to get this done for a long time. This is so cool. I'm yeah. I had you on when we used to do third shows, and we talked about this stuff. So, mm-hmm. it's, I'm I'm really happy for you. This is like really good news. This made me. This really lifted my spirits today. No, I'm glad. Yeah, I I like even like when it was supposed to be on the 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 eighth. I was like, I'm going to do that Sunday show before. And then I got pushed. I'm like, I'm doing the Sunday show before it happens. Because like, as I said, so many of the donations were like from everybody in street fight, but then a bunch of like awful shit happened on Friday that I also want to like talk to people about too. Cause okay. Friday. Fucking well, I just want to ask you one more question before we get to Friday. Like, how do you feel right mm-hmm. now? Like you're, you're having yeah. surgery in the morning. And I know that this is a surgery that you've been you've been really wanting to get and trying to get for a very long time, but it is also surgery. So, like, I mean, what are your feelings like right now? Like, is it like a? a uh-uh. I I just, I just wonder like what what the uh, uh, what goes through your head when when you're you're headed to this like really important life changing moment, but it's also semi-scary right like surgery is kind of scary yeah i'm terrified yeah like i'm really nervous i've never had any major surgery like the most i've had was like five five or six years ago like you i had my wisdom teeth out and i was put under for 20 minutes for that and that's the longest that i've been out and i'm going to be out like tomorrow for like four to five hours i'm going to be intubated like all that kind of shit and it's like i've never done that and that is the scariest part to me well, wow. can I can I give you like a little bit of comfort in that like I've been put out. I've had three surgeries, two surgeries. I had a kidney stone surgery, uh, which you know dealt with my dong, which is like very scary. And then I also had mm-hmm. uh wrist surgery where they cut also a little piece out of my hip and put it in my wrist. 
and uh, you're sore when it's over, but that those drugs they give you to put you out, you, I mean, you wouldn't even believe it. I was laying in that bed. I was laying in that surgery, so on the surgical table, and the guy goes like this. Just, you know, give it a few seconds, count down from 10, and I was like, dude, you can't put me out with yeah. no drugs, man. <laughs> you, I, was like, I was like, get out of here, dude. You can't put me, it's going to take, I, I think I even told the guy it's going to take more drugs to put me out than a regular person. <laughs> and then I was like 10, 9, eight, and then I was sitting in the yeah. recovery room. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. nothing. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, that feeling before you go out, I I can see why Michael Jackson got like addicted to that feeling because it is fucking that's as wasted as you get in your life. But then you go out. I I think like if you're worried about like waking up or anything like that, uh, uh, or 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 like feeling stuff or or anything like that, I, I would I I wouldn't worry too much about it. It that the anesthesiologists are real it really works and like i don't remember a second of any of my surgeries and uh uh the pain didn't even come until the next day so don't uh, keep your spirits up lucian can can i hit you from a different perspective do you have do you have do you have it in you to take another question yeah sure i i have to wonder because uh, like it's not the same but like getting to where we have with my career and to where i've come to there was a time five to ten years ago where i knew i was going to be the person that i am today and there just wasn't enough resources there wasn't any the things stars didn't align there wasn't anything that could happen to make it but i already knew at that point who i was going to be and so I wonder like what that, what that feeling is now because you, you're such a wonderful person and like you're a fully realized person to me. And I, I'm happy that you're, this is happening for you. But, but I know that you've been Lucian like through this whole thing. And I, I wonder how like to, to finally to get to this point because it's, it feels like it's been hell. And, you know, the government, you know, tried to, is going to make it more hell like they did on Friday. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a roller coaster, but it it's nice and I think that's part of why like my nerves are less with like the surgery itself and more like the unknown of the anesthesia because this has been something I've been working towards, something I've wanted for like yeah. I don't know, thirteen years of my life, yeah. if not longer than that. Like it's just been like something that's like, okay, it's finally here and because like even recently I went had to jump through so many hoops, had to deal with like COVID, had to wait, had to deal with all the rescheduling and stuff like that. At this point, it's finally just like, get this over with. We're here. It's happening. Like, it's like solidified now where it's like, yeah, so far I'm going, you know, for surgery tomorrow. There's no one's called me yet. And no right. one has, no one can at this point call me and be like, sorry, we're going to reschedule you. It's like, no, it's happening. Yeah. So like, it's definitely like i think that's helping a lot with like the nerves too it's just down to getting knocked out really you just got to knocked out and get waked waked up like on the on the other side is what you're 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 looking forward to well I, i'm glad that you know you you it's you've got here i've definitely followed along with the journey and it it i'm it's just amazing that it's, it's happening finally because it was like the covid thing was 
And, and so I guess, yeah, I guess we have to go into this. What's going on with uh, the the recent Trump uh, changes in the government on Friday that happened? So back in the Obama era, um, part of the Affordable Care Act, I believe it was part of the Affordable Care Act, um, Obama passed legislation that sex discrimination included all LGBTQ people. So you could not be denied health care or denied services because you were in a, you know, same gender couple because you were trans or anything like mm-hmm. that. On Friday, Trump signed an order stating, actually, no, sex discrimination goes by what you are signed at birth. It does not cover, you know, LGBTQ right. people at all. Um, and so what that means is Medicaid is going to have to no longer cover trans services if they did. There's no longer going to be any law stating that healthcare has to include it. You can't have it as like a separate package or charge trans people more for services that you're already giving cis people. Like if you're for, for my case is if you are offering cis women mastectomies and they're covered, you have to offer it the same to trans people. You can't charge them more for that. Um, or you can't have a trans person end up in a COVID ward and be like, I'm not treating you. Go go die on the street. Um, and so on Friday, Trump basically said, no, this isn't covered and you can freely discriminate against trans people in healthcare. Uh-huh. Um, on Monday, the SCOTUS decision for whether or not you can legally fire somebody for being LGBTQ will also be going through, uh, while I'm in surgery. So I get to wake up to see that one as well. Ugh. Um, so that'll be fun. And then Friday was all, like on top of all this with all the Black Lives Matter stuff in Philadelphia, a black trans woman, um, Dominique, uh, Remy Fells was murdered. Um, and it actually took like push from the community to like have them investigate her murder. Yeah. Um, and then on top, as if anyone knows or followed me from the group or anything like that, I also work in abortion. And on Monday, there's a case, um, June Medical Services versus Rousseau, um, uh, which they're going to try to use that depending on how the Supreme Court rules for that to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. And with that ruling is in Louisiana, they're trying to make it so anybody who does an abortion has to have hospital admitting privileges. Right. Um, because in their eyes, like, oh, you're more likely to have complications because an abortion, which is, not true it's even safer than the surgery i'm having tomorrow safer than having your wisdom teeth out um and all that and what would happen is if this goes through and they say no this law to make that have like it's perfectly fine that's not a ex- extensive barrier then um only there would be one doctor able to practice abortions in the entire state of louisiana um yeah, which is what absurd. they want and there was also a similar ruling for Texas, um, whole woman's health versus, I can't remember where they said, no, this is ridiculous. You, you can't do that. So it would override that precedent, which they're going to try to then use to turn into Roe v. Wade. And the reason I bring up like abortion and trans stuff hand in hand is because they go hand in hand because ultimately they focus on bodily autonomy. Yeah. Trans people having the right to be able to have surgery go on hormones and do what they want with their body funnels into the same with if we can't control our bodies then people who need abortion care or anything like that aren't going to be able to control their bodies um so yeah it's you're a genius kind of getting 
you're, you're right on the money. I mean, it really, that's really what it comes down to, uh, for, for everything. And, uh, you know, people, there's a lot of hemming and hawing that's going on right now. There's a lot of people that want to be for the cause and like for like, you know, black rights and black liberation, but they're not willing to go all the way and say liberation for everybody. And like everybody gets to live their own thing and, and to throw everything away. Like it, it really goes down to it. Like you're at the, you're there at like the, the, all of it. Like the, that's where a lot of it happens. Uh, the conversation there's, plenty of things to go into that and i i want to say that also like body autonomy is like something that should be important to every single person in the world and and even to Mm -hmm. the point where it's like this like when it comes to body autonomy this isn't just i mean trans people are probably at the most risk of having the autonomy taken away body autonomy take or, or women who need abortions are a lot of risk but like this goes to like things like like drug use and stuff too. Like we don't have we we they have control over what we're allowed to stick in our what yeah. we're allowed to have. I mean the every yeah. single talking and, about the police is talking about what people are policing and saying what we can and cannot do. And this is a matter of saying that like people should be able allowed to do what they want to do. That's what we've that's why we do the show. That's why the people gave you their the money because you should be able allowed to do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't have to make any sort of sense of it or no or anything like i like you as a person and whatever you want to do is fine but like i'd rather just talk to you about horror movies and and get along with you in other ways but i do appreciate the insight that you bring to everything yeah you're the best solution i gotta tell you i'm I'm really and and (laughs) again i want i i i'm like i'm not comparing like my right to use drugs to like trans rights or anything i'm just saying that like we should be pushing towards like a sort of bill of rights that gives you body autonomy and it's for reasons like this like yeah. we should be fighting and america doesn't offer those solutions america it doesn't, doesn't offer that right that's america not right immediately all. imposes the idea that there's a right way to be american there's a right way to be religious there's a right way to be patriotic whatever it is like we need to get issue all of those fucking status quo things because it's just harming our communities it's harming the people that are living like, like we're losing out on it. Yeah. Lucian, I... Yeah, and, like... Go ahead. Go ahead. It all, it all ties together, like, anti-policing, anti-prison, and, you know, bodily autonomy and all that. They're all interconnected in various different ways, like Black Lives Matter, you know, anti-racism work, anti, you know, queerphobia work and all that. It's all super interconnected to the point where it's really hard for somebody to say, well... I'm for Black Lives Matter, but I'm not for, you know, abortion or I'm for trans rights, but I'm not for, I don't know, Black Lives Matter. And it's like, they're all interconnected. Like you can't have pride without Black Lives Mattering because pride was started by black trans people. Yeah. They were the ones riding against who? The police. Right. Who were trying to police queer people in their presentations because back then you couldn't wear more than two of to clothing assigned to a particular gender um but but like the histories are all connected yeah absolutely and it really is we're talking about we're talking about being in charge of of your body and who you are and what you do we're we're we are talking about being in well we are we're talking about people being able 
to live the life that that they are meant to live like but, that you were born to live but, Lucian you're having the opportunity now to be the person that that is would be the fully realized version well you know a piece of the fully realized version I'm sure there are more things you want to do but like I sort of feel like if I were to relate, like I get to be the fully realized version of me, you know, like with my job and, and the way that I get to make a living and carry myself and that I get to say whatever I want and just be Brian. And like, I, I feel like what I have should be afforded to every single person on the planet. Everybody should be able to be fully realized. And I'm just like, I, I am so, so happy for you. I feel so good right now. <laughs> I really want to tell you that you, I mean, like, I'm so glad this is happening. It makes me want to fly out to, uh, well, I know, I know you're in Jersey, but, uh, it makes me want to meet you in Philly again and hang out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do yeah, a live show. Philly had to be canceled. Yeah, we'll hook you up. We're going to, we're going to do a live show in Jersey next time. We've always said we wouldn't do one, but you know what? In honor of Lucian, we're going to do a live show in Jersey when we go back on the road. Well, I guess what I mean, really the way to say it for me is that like the, the, the crime that was handed down to me from my father was that like masculinity was this thing that had these boundaries and like you had to be this or that and like policing the way people are instead of enjoying your life is like. The, that's the, that's the pro, like, that's where every, like, we have so many people stuck policing other people, how they can live their life, what they can do or do or don't do, like, judgments and all that stuff, instead of just stepping back and living their own truth and let everybody else do the same thing. Like, we, we are policing yeah, people when it comes to gender, when it comes to fucking all of that, all, when it comes to just, society all of that stuff is a matter of saying like this is in you're allowed to do this you're allowed to do that it's it's all fucking horseshit yeah i agree i'm ready mm -hmm. i mean you know i guess just you know people are you know we'll see it we're gonna we're gonna turn everything upside down but i don't want to get well thank you i don't want the fbi to kill me yet thank you for calling lucian <laughs> and uh uh Please keep us updated. I, I I'd love to I'd love to get a call on the other side of the surgery because, you know, I I I'm, I thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, he's yeah, like he's terrified of that shit. I thank you so much for calling tonight because, like, I you know, uh. You know, me and you have talked. We, me and you talked about it on when when you came on and did the third show, which is still somewhere. It's still on the feed if you have the bonus shows. We talked about it and <laughs> like, uh, uh, um, you really taught me a lot, and uh, I, I, uh, I really appreciate everything you've done for us. And uh, congratulations, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate everything you y'all have done, you know, for me and this community and everything like that. Like, I don't really use Facebook much except for to like really hang out in the street fight community. It's, it's been definitely a, a special thing that for the last two years has been incredible. Well, thank you. Thank so, you. Thanks thank for you all for, for creating it. Yeah. Thanks for showing me ginger right. snaps too. That's a good ass fucking movie. Yeah, really? so good. <laughs> I, she, they showed it to me. I'm sorry. They showed like they said ginger snaps was good. It's good. All right, have a good one. All right, Hit the break. you too. Bye bye. Are we going to break?
We've been doing an hour and a half. Jesus Christ, we're long winded. Do we have music? Yeah, ready. Hey everybody, uh, we're going to break real quick, um, we'll be back, I don't know how long it's going to take, but we've got enough calls, we'll get to all y'all I think. Yeah, we just have to be done by 12.30 tonight, because my lovely wife has to pick me up. Peace.
Hello, and welcome back to Street Fight Radio. That was the shit. I fucking love listening to those songs. I was waiting for the show to start. I was totally into it. Uh, you can find uh, Go. I don't. We have to get them on the show. They have to call in or something. How do they say the name? Is it Gosh or Gosh? Gosh or Gosh? I don't know. It's I don't know what the umlaut means. So Gosh. 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 I don't know, but they rule. They're G-H-O-S-H very good. dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, legends of Philly music. I think they're great. Yeah, they have planted fan. a flag and really done something incredible. Head to G H O S H dot bandcamp dot com. That's gauche. They sent me the break stuff. They uh, DM'd me the break stuff. Uh, song, and I was like, "This is fucking incredible." <laughs> Yeah, it's a fucking... That, I mean, that shit is dope. It's so, like... Uh, I don't know. There's something about it where it seems easy. When you hear it, you're like, ah, everyone should have been doing this. Like, it felt like it was there for the taking, and someone could have just rocked this hard. Someone could have, like, reached out for this level of greatness, and they went for it. They actually yeah. did it. They didn't just, like, say somebody could do it. They fucking, like... Went for the brass ring, and yeah. they accomplished something. A sound that is, like, so fucking dope. Yeah, they put something really cool together. I'm a big fan. We'll be doing more stuff with them in the future. All right, let's get our next call on the line. Um, if you want more Street Fight, we have zines on the way. We need more people writing for us. Head to streetfightradio.com. There's a zine submission page. If you want to get paid for your work, if you want to write or do comics or art, whatever it may be, head to streetfightradio.com. There's a zine submission link. We pay all of our people that that uh, contribute to the zines. Uh, and so that's how you can get involved with that. And if you want more of what we do, we have a premium channel. It's on Patreon. Otherwise, like, the, the podcast is enough. You know, we have a fucking wonderful uh empire that we've built here and we want things to get bigger and better we want to spread this mess across the u.s and if you want to be a part of that head to patreon.com slash street fight radio where you can get bonus shows from brian uh he just did the holy are you still doing holy boys uh yeah we will be recording holy boys joel osteen with matt chrisman tomorrow and then we are going to do i fuck him for joyce myers and then we are going to do Oral Roberts. Just me and Tom are going to do Oral Roberts. And then it is, uh, I haven't named it yet. It'll probably be some play on Break On Through, but it is a, uh, mini series about the doors. Uh, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison and the doors. The that doors. And, uh, it will be me and Brace Belden. Uh, four episodes, me and Brace Belden talking about the doors. So get on that Patreon. It'll be fun. Yeah, so for the $5 a month, if you uh, subscribe to our Patreon, you get the bonus audio from Brian. We have a zine that comes out as well, and there is a bonus video that we do every other week uh, watching uh, Shark Tank or... What's the what is, what is the name of the shows? I think we're gonna watch a Garth Brooks documentary next, because uh, I yeah. watched it, and he's crazy, and it's Sounds good. Fun enough to watch. We watched the um, Decline of Western Civilization 4. Was that 4? It wasn't. It, it's called uh, Un- uh, We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll. And it was like a, a spiritual successor to uh, 
to decline of Western civilization about metal, new metal, same, Ozfest 99. Same director, right? Yeah. But that's on our Patreon. If you want to watch Brian and I watch uh, that documentary about Ozfest 99, that's available on patreon.com slash streetfightradio. And if you sign up today, you will not get charged until the first. So please feel free to consume all of our content and not sign up on the 31st. Yeah. I feel like a lot of you are too lazy and you're just going to get charged. So yeah. I'll take the risk. Uh, let's get this next call in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, this is Twin Chicken. How are you guys doing? Twin Chicken? Twin Chicken. Twin Chicken. All right. Well, what's up? What's going on? Um, I've just been thinking a lot about the general strike. Yeah, that would be awesome to do that. Yeah, have you guys been paying attention to the general strike movement these days? Uh, I, I see the signs and stuff around, but no, I, I haven't really seen. I mean, I've I've heard, I have heard people talking about doing one, and there's signs all over Columbus on campus for a general strike, but there's no date or anything on them. So it just seems like the general idea of doing a general strike. But I'll take a day off work. Right. Hell yeah. Um, what is a general strike to you guys? Everybody doesn't work for a day. Yeah, I, I think or that more. I think it could happen. Work. Like with with the way the social media works, there is a way to get these networks all together. And we've seen that liberals are like super radical. And as people that are like because of COVID working at home mostly, uh, they probably could do a general strike. Like we really need to talk about like the power of our labor and withholding all of it. To, you know, to, to get something to happen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, my theory, too, is that we have to be prepared not just to do a general strike, but to do, uh, like, a thousand general strikes uh, just over and over and over again um, until uh, work just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, that I mean, yeah, that's like the IWW. I mean, a lot of it is not about, like, oh, yeah. having contracts about things. It's about, like getting together and saying we want this to change about our workplace. And, um, you know, what we've come to understand over the last month is that when everybody gets together and demands something to happen, um, it can happen very quickly, way quicker than we ever were told. Because, like, in the history oh, books and all right. of our American brainwashing, they said you have to go through three houses of government and you need months and months of things to happen, but... Uh, at this point, we've been able to just rush the fucking state houses and say, stop doing this. And all of a sudden they're listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I have a few updates about the general strike. Um, my theory is that the general strike has been sort of going on in kind of this diffuse form ever since April 1st, uh, the first day that everyone uh, realized they had to pay the rent, but nobody had a job. Um, uh, on the 10th, a few days ago, the state of Washington went on a statewide general strike. Um, and you can look up the footage. There are thousands and thousands of people, uh, who marched, uh, in a silent march through Seattle. Um, and people aren't talking that much about it, but there was a real deal general strike in Washington. Yeah. And they're also, uh, well, this is crime thing. So. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth, but they're all, uh, I'm seeing a push for uh, June 19th 
uh, general strike. Hell yeah. Which is Juneteenth. Juneteenth general strike. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm seeing that. I I mean, uh, after that, mm -hmm. I I think you're totally right. Brett used to uh, open the show sometimes talking about how, uh, you know, if we could make a huge party that happens over the weekend at the state house and then just keep it going until people decide they don't want to go to work anymore and they just want to do the party. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the I'd idea. Mean, like, <laughs> I'd rather see what happens like with autonomous zone. Yeah, it's you're really giving into the idea. I mean, that was the first nights of those protests. The people that I saw out there, yeah. I felt great calm and comfort and camaraderie with those folks because they were pushed to the edge and they were ready to accept the unknown and they were ready to do anything besides what's been happening. And I'm surrounded by mm -hmm. people that just want to make sure that everything that works for them is still going to happen after this. They've been prioritizing their minivan. They've been prioritizing dance classes and they've been prioritizing all of these things that are irrelevant until we get through this problem. And it's going to be blood, sweat and tears until we can make uh -huh. this right. And, uh, and, and and so there we're at a point now where people are are going to get softer and t start to start to break down or you know try to get off the boat of uh radical change and not get ready for like not having July 4th like that's what we Juneteenth means that we roll into no July 4th we know do don't do 4th well, of there July yeah. isn't that happening Real. so that's that's also very nice i mean although Cancel. We should general strike on Fourth of July. Cancel the Fourth of July. <laughs> right? Does that mean are people gonna? I'm not. They I'm gotta not, get I'm not proud of this shit. Off. I'm not proud of the American flag at all. Yeah, me either. <laughs> no, it sucks. It's. I mean, it's not even good. I'm flag. not afraid like I to said say earlier it. In a week round. Make so, dog, I told y'all they were killing black people five years ago, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you're jumping in at the last minute. Oh, okay. All these fucking like sideliners, all these like PTA people that I know are now all of a sudden now they're into police <laughs> abolition. I'm going to tell you, like the whole thing is out the window. The whole America is out the window. I, I was dancing on the flag for a fucking reason. It does feel like things are, yeah. or mm -hmm. it does, it does feel like anything's possible now. I think if you would have called, you know, six months ago mm -hmm. and said, what do you guys think of a general strike? I would have said would be the greatest <laughs> political action we've ever pulled off, but I don't think it's possible. Now I think that we have the means and we can figure out how to make a general strike happen. We have to keep, we have to keep Black Lives Matter moving and the the yeah, protests in the streets right. they can die out the fire dies out the police stopped making these moments they stopped like going out there and beating the shit out of us so we lost that but like there needs to be the the long-term planning needs to settle in now and how we dismantle this shit and we mm -hmm. need to stop like worrying about what the police think we need to stop worrying about what the mayor we need to stop worrying about anybody above us thinks we need to start talking about what the world we want to look like uh it, it, what we want that's it to right. be we need to start like that's what the groups the groups in ohio the groups in columbus that are 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 getting together at the state house are talking about a radical new world that exists outside of anything that we have right now and it's just going to take yeah. like people power it's going to take mass and you know there's a lot of people take that, all of us 
There's a lot of people that got into this for a hashtag. They got into it for a hashtag or a blackout yeah. Tuesday, but mm -hmm. like, you're going to have to take it all the way down the fucking drain to where you're burning your American flag. You have to do it. You have to cleanse yourself of all of it. No gods, no masters. It's a real way to live. And it's, it's way more free than anything Thomas Jefferson or Ben Franklin could ever <laughs> promise you. It's living on your own terms and it's not prescriptive. It's being able to live out loud and be proud of who you are, no matter what that is, and and not having it being shut down by the powers that be or the status quo or the or capitalism and transactions that delegate like that delegate that people have to be poor. The only reason that poor people exist is because mm -hmm. the economic system demands that people be poor. There's no other reason. Those people would be could be are are already working all the goddamn time, they would happily be homeowners and all of that if we valued their time and didn't say that's a poor person's work, you know? Yeah, um, the way I see it, we need to strive uh, to have a general strike that lasts forever, a permanent general strike. Yeah. Um, because what a general strike is, it's not just that everyone goes on strike from their jobs, is that all of us go on strike in general. We're going on strike from our jobs, we're going on strike from the police, we're going on strike on strike from the U.S. government. Yeah, we're going on strike of wage slavery uh, and literal slavery. Um, it's about freedom. Yeah, absolutely, it is. It's a it's a, it's yeah. it's about not it's about it's about like not having your parents tell you that you're free. It's about just knowing it. It's about living it, right? It's like no longer your dad says whether what you can or cannot do anymore, like. Yeah, that's, they've been doing. Yeah, and it's also about taking. Uh, it's also about taking responsibility. You know, it's about. It's not just about going on strike, but it's also about what happens after the strike. Yeah. So I'm really excited about like those people in Minneapolis who like took over a hotel to run it themselves. Um, because that's some IWW shit yeah. too. Uh, it's not just walking off from the job, but it's doing the job for yeah. free. Yeah. For everyone, uh, so that no one has to pay to eat. But uh, also, or get medical care. Setting up the infrastructure. I mean, if you can set up the infrastructure yeah. that makes sense, yeah. then you can start plugging people into the machines the same way that capitalism plugs us into their machines. If we can get like a, a yeah. more community community way to do things and then f plug people yeah. in, like that's beneficial to all of us. And and that's all anybody out there is looking for. Right. I mean, that's what right. I said about Every single kid out there that I saw that wanted to steal sneakers and burn down every fucking bank out there, just like I did, um, at the same time would put on a pair of work boots and go rebuild the goddamn neighborhood the next day. Like nobody out there is doing like we're just not going to be we're not going to sign up for Democratic fucking the Democratic like, you know, the the liberal all of that, like the leftism is like serious now and it's outrageous, it's out loud and it's like the right way to be and we have to just get rid of all of that stupid ass leftover neoliberalism Democrat shit. And that's where, that's where we're going to be is that people are going to have those like, oh, but when my, when my grandma was coming up, she had a Confederate flag in her house, you know, <laughs> like we have to be considerate of that. And it's like, no, we don't. Like the, we're moving to the new world, and uh, we're doing a red and black flag. <laughs> yeah, 
We're moving beyond <laughs> time and history. We're no longer living in the restraints of the right. past. We're making a bold new future that's ex for everyone to exist happily in. I mean, my parents' activism was buying like one of those little ceramic ziggies that says "Don't doesn't work stink" or whatever. You know, with yeah. a little joke. That was all their activism <laughs> around work. That's why they sold out the union. <laughs> sold out all the yeah. unions. All their activism revolved around like. Like a shirt that says Mondays are like the hell's day or something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm not good at improv. Yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, like there's just so much inclusivity. The people that are at the state house, like are staying there all the time. We have an occupation going right now and they're handing out masks and they're doing like all of the COVID-19 like precautions that they can. And, mm everyone is down there like doing barbecues and yoga and like even these autonomous the autonomous zone in, in seattle is just something that is a, the spirit of where we want to go and i do not give a yeah. fuck about anybody that has anything to say otherwise like you have to get like yeah. we have to get caught up in the moment like we we are losing it we're we're starting to like fall to the side and a lot of people yeah. aren't ready to just make everything different but it only is a matter of changing our minds about shit like this has only ever been a matter of changing mm -hmm. our minds uh and, and also building building parallel infrastructure right like actually building uh networks where we can uh take care of ourselves yeah so that we are able to overthrow the government yeah um so that it doesn't matter that there is no more government yeah, that's the point. Yeah, there, there's no, there's nothing, there, there's nothing ab about my ideas that d don't think that everyone's going to be taken care of. I, I don't think that like, I, I'm not trying to mm -hmm. recreate totally. America. I, I want, I feel that like there is something that we can do beyond this that is so simple and it requires a lot less effort and a lot less violence and money than what we're doing with America yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we gotta look. We gotta look out for each other. We're 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 um, we're, we're making sure that like fucking a uh, hundred fucking heiresses and heirs of a, of a trillion dollars yeah. get to have like four homes or something. Like we're, we're making sure that people get to have million dollar cars that they can wreck and then get out of a fucking lawsuit from. Like, what are we? We're we're protecting these people that are or shouldn't be like there shouldn't exist at all like we have to we haven't had the adult conversation and i'm grown enough and i have a fucking child so i know i'm a goddamn grown man at this point to say like this is bullshit and what you told me being grown up and what you told me america was it's all bullshit and lies and stupid and i'm i'm ready to say it with my full chest <laughs> and like everybody is yeah. there at this point and i don't give a fuck how you got here or how it, how it took but like let's roll into this without any sort of prescriptive right. ideas because like we got sold on this badass american government on the idea that someone could solve our problems for us instead of us just going out there and being full-hearted every single day putting forth the effort to make sure that the better world is possible supporting in any sort of way you can it doesn't have to be on the ground or like with your labor it's it's a matter of like the how much effort are you putting towards it the human mind is one single light that when combined with a million others is a fucking forest fire so if you are using your little light to push the world in this direction like so many people are now that's that's wow. the, the police hatred is that's just yeah. overwhelming 
There's nobody, like, they can't yeah. escape it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a shout. First of every month, General Strike. Hashtag General Strike. General uh, Strike. the hashtag. I love it. First of every single month uh, for the rest of our lives. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and and uh, so I do want to say the DSA housing people are doing uh, aid with the people getting evicted in Columbus. So if you want to send money, um, I found a place that has N95 masks that they can get to me very quickly. Uh, so if you send money to uh, Venmo, Street Fight Radio, I will send that to masks because apparently the eviction people, they have them in the convention center. Did you hear that? I no. What is that? The convention, the Columbus Convention Center. Okay. It's now the evictions and traffic court. During a pandemic, why aren't they? They have one question first. This is one one. Why aren't they using the building that they built like a few years ago to do that? One, I think too many angry people are on the outside. Oh, really? They moved it to the convention center because we were marching. Maybe there's too many by the convention center. There's a backup because of COVID. That's why. Yeah, you know, there's three months of eviction. You know how I would fix that backup? I would just like not do them. Why Makes can't sense. the government just be like, like yeah, yeah. You know, oh, there's a backup. Let's just go through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, this is how I would do this. Is, they can people, though. That's what it is. Like they can for the people watching on the camera. I'll do it. This is how I would deal with the backlog of evictions and traffic violations. I would do this. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is no, none. There's They're not gone. anymore. They're gone. Done. Oh, sorry. You can't evict somebody. All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, shit. Howdy. That's you, Hello? yeah. And we, catch you, we caught you by surprise. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, I was just finishing up uh, dinner here. Uh, my name's uh, Sam. I'm What'd in you Seattle, eat? Washington. What did you, you eat, for dinner? Sam? What was your dinner? I, I had some uh, frozen yakisoba and edamame. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, okay. Not a Brian dinner, more of a Brett dinner. Yeah, that's really. a Brett dinner. Brett dinner. You did have, you had a yeah, Brett dinner. You're probably, you, I mean, I think most of our listeners have more of a Brett diet than a Brian diet anyway. I, I feel that's the opposite. My guess. You think? I think everybody's no. a Brian. No, everybody's a Brett when it comes to eating. You think they like Pocky and like. Well, I just think the <laughs> most of our listeners are vegetarians or vegan. Ah, okay. One. Secondly, Damn, that's wild. Yeah, you got me. I, I, I switched to vegetarians like uh, three months ago now. Yeah, most of our listeners are veget. I yeah. would say if we had to do, I'll give you a percentage because I love giving percentage. <laughs> yeah, toss one out. Six, Throw it on the ground. 73%. 73? Of our listeners are vegetarians. Are veg? I think so. Dog. I go to fucking live shows, dude, and everybody, if there's food at the place, everybody's like, uh, I'll have the cheese pizza. I don't need no pepperoni, Brian. I went to Chicago and did a show. <laughs> and after the hideout show in Chicago, I had to sit among seven fucking people talking about the best brisket they've ever had. And I was just like hyping them up like, oh, dog, that sounds like the shit. But it's like, I hate all of this. Like, I was not into it. Right. Yeah. There's I mean, like, you're miserable on tour and I'm living like my dream on tour. Have you ever thought about that? 
It's like, well, so I'm not miserable. They, they sell pickles at the, they sell pickle chips at the gas stations now. You're 200 percent miserable on tour. You are like, I fucking feel like shit. We have to eat this fucking food. All you fucking eat is pizza and cheeseburgers. You fucking and I'm just like, dude. I hate styrofoam, dog. Styrofoam makes me worse than this. Feel worse than a cigarette. Well, I've changed something. I'm gonna make an announcement on Street Fight. That I made to Brett last week. From here on out, starting the first live show we do, I'm going to eat before the shows now. Cool. Because what was happening was we I wouldn't eat before a live show. I would have breakfast and then not eat for the rest of the day because I had in my mind that I'd barf on stage, which to me would be embarrassing. To our listeners, they would fucking think it was the coolest thing they've ever seen. Yeah, that's I cool. fully realize that. But I would be embarrassed <laughs> by it. And then uh uh I would be so I'm so ravenous when the show's over that then me and you go to some fucking local place like not even a local place, like a local chain. Like if we're in the South, we'll go to cookout or, mm. or, or but Seattle, whole different story. They don't have anything open after 10, but, uh, you know, we go to like cookout. We go to like, uh, 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 in and out and stuff. And then I eat two cheeseburgers and French fries and then lay straight down in bed and go to sleep. So I've decided now that like, you got to fucking start. You got to stop the eating at night. So yeah. touring is going to change. Well, well, I'm sorry to drag you. So you got dragged into all of this, but I, I got to say my piece. Uh, no, no. Uh, good. You know what was wild is uh, Tony from Minion Death Call. He's vegan, but when we toured with him, he was so chill about it where he was like, some stuff was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's probably not, but I'm on tour. And I just, something about it, like, made me bring, my, made me stop eating, like, more dairy shit. Did like, just because he was like, if I, you know, I fucked up, you know, or whatever. I ate a fucking a gas station snack that had maltodextrin that came from a fucking pig or something. Tony. Like, he was so chill about everything. And, like, and when I was like, oh, I got this with cheese, he was, like, jazzed on it. He was just, like, into it. But it just, at the end of the day, he worked me down. The same way, I mean, I got, like, five notches under my belt. I've got, like, five blood mouths off that fucking shit. I have, like, five converts. Just from not saying shit. Just from quietly being vegetarian around there. I mean, Tony was also very much like, uh, we would say, we're going to go get something to eat. And we would be like, what can you eat, Tony? Where can we go to eat? And he'd be like, don't worry about me. I'll Anywhere. find something anywhere you go. And I was just like, Tony, you're the first vegan we've toured with. And you're the easiest. You're yeah. easy. He's it's easier easy than sell. me. Yeah, he is. He didn't even, he didn't complain. He would go get, oh, he got one of those, one of those nasty ass burritos, the South, uh, Del Taco. God, that's the worst fucking place. Del Taco uh -oh. sucks. But he was, Nick he, Weiger's gonna be hot he signed up for a Del Taco and was like, yeah, I'll take Del Taco. And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm beneath this. <laughs> Give me fucking Panera bread right. for Del Taco. <laughs> we have to let our caller talk. Yeah. Now. Oh, What's up? What's going on tonight? No, no, I, that's, this has been great, actually. Um, so, all right, first off, I, I want to contribute my piece because I, I quit dairy like probably six months ago because my girlfriend just like literally couldn't handle being around me after I had any dairy. 
just because the, the farts had gotten too. so bad. Embarrassing. Uh, That's the problem. <laughs> Brett, I Brett's like a farts, fucking though. freakazoid, and he doesn't care about farts. I fart in front of so many people. I love it. Yeah, I am They're with so you, though. They're so fucking funny, dude. Every, every fart is funny. I don't. I don't care around anyone else, but when she's like uncomfortable in our room, I agree. I get work. I don't give a shit. Like I'll stink up the whole shop and you know, everyone can just deal with it, but I don't want her to be like, but then, so it was so easy to quit dairy. I, uh, she, you know, she's been vegan and I got her on chicken and finally I just said, screw it. Like I'll try quitting meat and like what it's done for my whole gastrointestinal tract. Like, cause I did it originally just like, well, I'll just eat less meat and try to be more sustainable and you know, try to, Sure. And it's like changed my whole life gastrointestinally. Yeah. That's so great. yeah, no, it, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Absolutely. I agree. I, I, but, I, mean, uh, I, 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 I'm with you there though, with the uh, whole thing where it's like, it's like, I live with this person or I'm with this person. I don't want to fart and ruin their day. And I can, I have the ability to do that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm embarrassed by it. I'm embarrassed by farts. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't become free. I'm not like, I can't, I, it, it's the same thing with like the, the shorts that cover my knee. Like I just, I want everybody to be the fully realized version of themselves. And I want every person to feel freedom. You know, if you were a person that's a nudist, I want you to be able to be a nudist anywhere you want to go. You know, if, if you want to walk around naked in the streets, you know, I'm not into it, but, uh, I think you should be allowed to. And, uh, um, and, but like, I will never be a free person. I have so many hangups about everything that so something like farting is going to always be something that I can never You're a just monkey, dude. free myself You're a monkey ass motherfucker. to do. I can't free myself <laughs> to wear shorts that show more than the bottoms of my legs under well, my that's knees. Mas- that's toxic masculinity. It's not, though. A lot, so many dudes are like yelling at me now, like, you should wear short shorts, man. They're wonderful. They're, they're great. Yeah, they're- like all the, all the short shorts people, to be fair, are very, they're convincing. They're loud. They're vociferous. <laughs> they're, they're convincing and they're loud. It's just that like, I would, f- if I put on you short can't. shorts, right? Yeah. That came to you can't here. adhere to that doctrine. Yeah, I, they're I just, just dogmatic. What they're saying, and I'm—it's not your life, and and I'm not—not not my life. What I'm trying to say is that I'm not offended by their short shorts yeah. or anything. And you know what? Even admire, <laughs> admire the tenacity and the yeah. strength to wear long shorts. Just I thighs, am, just thighs out. I admire people who can just rip a fart and then not feel. <laughs> Like they have to leave the place they're at and never come back. Like I admire anybody who can do anybody who's like a normal human. I admire people who would like cry in public. Like where it's like, uh, 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 I'm going to funeral tomorrow and, uh, people are going to cry. And in my mind, I'm going to be really sad, but I'll be like, if I cry, man, what's everybody going to think of me? Dude, you know I mean? no, no. Crying is the best. I've, I'm not saying don't that deny I yourself don't a, cry. Men don't do it. In, you're not doing it enough. I do it in private. 
you need to do it in front of everybody. You need to do it in front of the no, whole goddamn world. That never happened. That's the in front thing. of your wife and child. Cry your ass. Not free. Fucking like a ball, like a baby, dog. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not free. I don't have freedom, dude. I cried in front of Erica more than once. Like just been like on my knees. Like I am nothing. I'm a whimpering mess. I'm just fucking crying. Like I'm just. I've fucking cried useless to my wife ten, fifteen years ago or something like that. Once or twice, but like you know, I like uh. uh this is really uncomfortable for me to bring up, but like, basically, <laughs> not really. Basically, <laughs> to say it. <laughs> yeah, basically for a year and a half there before I switched my meds. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know I switched my meds in in twenty eight, twenty nineteen, right? Summer twenty nineteen. Uh, me and Brett took three weeks off, and I switched my medicine because I was burnt out and I I was having like a lot of panic attacks. And I would come on the radio and I would say, hey, I'm not doing really well. I'm having a lot of panic attacks. But what I didn't say was that when I was out on my long walks, I spent most of them crying to myself. And and like uh, uh, I've even told my therapist that like when I'm out by myself, I'm profoundly sad and, and like I do like actually cry. And I can't figure out like why I yeah. feel that way. It doesn't have anything to do with anything that's going on in my life, it seems. I learned why it happens yeah. and it blew my mind. And the reason it happens is because when I was a kid, the only contact I had with adults was that I was in trouble. And that every day when I came home from school, I thought I was going to get yelled at. Yeah. Because I don't know. Maybe a grade card came in the mail. Maybe I didn't do my chores right. My yeah. my stepmom would come home and just yell. You can tie day. your shoes or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. I did get in trouble for that. I got in trouble for not being able to tie my shoes. Uh, I told the story to you before, and and when my dad first got married <laughs> to my stepmom, they went on a weekend honeymoon, and she said, "Are you're wearing Velcro shoes?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She was like, "If you don't know how to tie your." Or, or no, she, my dad tied my shoes for me, and she said, "If you don't know how you tie your shoes, by the time we get back." you're in a lot of trouble. And uh, I just had this anxiety like sure. through the whole weekend about trying to learn how to tie my shoes. Cause I hadn't been able to figure it out. You know? Yeah. And like, uh, so like basically it's boiled down to like, I still in my mind am a child that is out walking around that is going to get in trouble when yeah. he comes home Yeah, or when he goes somewhere. Right. And, and, and like, it's weird, man. But yeah, I don't, so, I don't cry in front of people. But I, I do. It's like, a, I feel like a sad. I'm a sad dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we got you. We I know. I you. feel good. Okay. I mean, now it, we're. It's hard to know. But I mean, it is like it's. It's hard. Like, I think that's for me is like the letting go. Where like the people, there's people around me that that I know I'm able to be. I'm able to break down in front of. Like there's, the thing about like uh, what me and you have done is we had. We created a family of people that are kind of related and half related and know each other, but like we're really down for each other and into like making sure that everything is going well for us and like working on, you know, the best parts of life. And it's, it's really hard to, to understand that what you came up in was not satisfactory. And you, it's really hard not to go back to it and like really mm -hmm. harp on it and just say like, 
Like it's part of like the it's part of the spite I have towards young like the three six and seven year old that are three well no they're four seven and seven now the four seven seven year old that are around me all the time now I have a a, a healthy amount of spite for them because their life isn't unloved and then their cries don't go like unheard and and I get down on on their level and I ask them and talk to them and and they aren't just punished into oblivion the way that we were like I remember just like. The way that I existed as a young person in the 80s and 90s was just not getting in trouble. I knew how to be slick. I knew how to get by. I knew how to, like, you walk right into the punishment. You were the bad kid. And I was able to say, like, I'm not a Brian, so I leave me alone. Yeah. Like, that, that's what that's what a lot of this comes down. Like, it, it's the genesis of everything, man. It's, it's like what we've it's, been been thought thought to believe is normal and regular and none of it is good it's just an odd thing that that like that kind of like when you're a parent if, for all the parents out there like oh just remember that like people are going to carry stuff through their whole life like yeah. my therapist said i should talk to my dad and tell him i think he's an asshole but uh, uh he also said that you know, I know for a fact that you're real uh, confrontation averse. Yeah. And that you're not going to do it. So, you know, it's one of those things. So that's what I'm working on. But uh, what, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to take you off off the cob. Just I, I, what I was getting at is I will never be free. I will never be <laughs> no. a free person. I will always Please. be confined by what I deem to be some unnatural and odd socially acceptable standard. And, <laughs> and I like and I like the bodhisattva will not achieve nirvana in order to stick around and try to help him achieve his own <laughs> personal bliss. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're ready for you now. Sorry about that. No, no, you guys are all good. Um, that was that was that was great. So I, I've been listening to you guys since about the time that you were talking about since uh, summer of last year. Right. Um, but the first time I ever heard of you guys, I, I came out and saw you at the uh, at the live show you guys did in Seattle here with uh, Minion Death Cult, and oh, I, I know you guys you guys did you guys got me back into corn because you were talking about Freak on a Leash. I hadn't listened to him since middle school, but man, John. So I've been listening religiously since. Uh, I've been listening religiously since then. And finally, I, I feel like I have a story worth calling in about. I, uh, I just a couple weeks ago drove from Seattle, Washington to Jackson, Mississippi. Um, first during the coronavirus and then on the way back during the beginnings of like the countrywide, uh, you know, riots and then protests and, uh, got back to Seattle like just in time for the riots to start. So what, um, what, what, which is, I, I, can I ask you, I want, I want to ask you very, very first off real quick. Uh, I yeah. just went to the country yesterday. I drove out about an hour out of Columbus and there were Trump flags every 10 feet that said stuff like Trump, <laughs> no more bullshit. <laughs> there was a lot of Trump. Yeah, 45 no and a 45 is a gun as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. My wife was so innocent. I, uh, real quick. She my didn't wife, know? No, listen, my, my wife was very innocent and there was a house with like eight 
Trump signs on the outside of it, but one of them said LGBTQ. Mm. And she went, she said, me and Gwen drove out here. We saw that sign. We were like, I can't believe, you know, an LGBTQ person would be for Trump. And I was like, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to break your heart. And she's like, what? And I was like, they mean liquor, bacon, guns. <laughs> uh, what's the T? I can't I remember what the T is. is. Liquor, bacon, guns. And, and she was like, that's really what it means. And I was like, yeah, she was like, Oh, I hate these people. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it was just like, she didn't understand that, like, that, because I've seen the meme. I know what I that is. Yeah, it's liquor, it. bacon's guns and, uh, Trump. And yeah. then Q is QAnon. Yeah. And, uh, John F. Kennedy oh, Jr. Jesus. They love it. They think it's a genius. So, so did you see a lot? What did you see like on the road when you weren't in, you know, sort of driving through cities or, or population populated areas? So, I mean, first, I mean, you know, we went through, um, you know, like Montana and Wyoming was like the first, you know, few hours of the trip. You didn't see anything. Oh, I want to go. Um, but once you get down into, uh, like Missouri and Arkansas, I mean, it's, it's just like, I remember from being a kid and, and going down there and visiting, right? I mean, there's now there's Trump flags everywhere. I, I saw a couple of the LGBTQ flags Wait, you're talking about. I'm we look it up. It's liquor, my, bacon, guns. My girlfriend Trump. had, you're, what? My, um, it was me my mom and my girlfriend, uh, cause we had to drive. So long story short, my grandpa got not COVID pneumonia, but really bad pneumonia in the middle of this pandemic um, because he's just a fucking insane person. Um, and so everyone thought he had COVID and we, we, you know, just packed up the car and went down there so that my mom could take care of him because him and my grandma are pretty much on their own. And um, so, yeah, we, we saw all of that, but the most interesting thing was seeing how like the different States are handling all of this. Yeah. Um, Cause like, Oh, and I mean, you know, uh, so we, you know, we got into like Arkansas and no one's wearing a mask all through Mississippi. There's this, you know, like Kroger employees were wearing masks, but no, none of the, uh, you know, none of the people were. Yeah. And I, what was really stark I mean, was that's a too. suburbs thing though, too. That's more of a suburbs Everywhere thing. I go, I feel like, I really feel like people think I'm a crazy person because I have yeah. a mask on my face. So I'm bold enough to go out in public and say, I don't want what's in your fucking mouth in my motherfucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> they, they think that's crazy like it, it's stupid like be, like we're going to quietly let 20,000 people die every single month until we can solve this thing happen and everyone's just going to like uh just put a mask around their fucking chin to to solve the problem yeah well i i i think yeah. i i i think what i wanted to what what i think part of that might be the suburbs because when i go to Kroger in my neighborhood and when I go to the Target in my neighborhood which is very close to downtown like everybody's wearing a mask and they're wearing it right really it is but when I did have to go out to Worthington past you even like I I had to I was out like getting food and I had sure. to go somewhere else and uh I also had to go to Meyer in uh, just past Grove City, outside. Okay, of, you've, you've been everywhere. And I went to Menards. <laughs> Menards fucking rocks, dude. Let me tell you about Menards real quick. They won't let you in without a mask. Really? Are they taking Thames, too? They fucking... 
They want to see. I mean, this sucks. This part sucks. Cover your shit up. There's a cop in the front of the place. He wears Ah. the necklace with the uh, cop badge on it. So he might not even be a cop. Really, he could be a security guy. But he he. You have to pay a dollar for a mask at Menards. If you come in without a mask, they're like, you can either go it's buy a upcharge. mask for a dollar or you can This leave. is like the bags at Aldi, motherfucker. Get hip to it. We've hey, all been paying for this kind Katie of stuff. Katie said that the people that walked in in front of us were made to buy a mask and they were fucking pissed. <laughs> That's not the fair. The woman was like... People are getting paid enough to put up with that. The person that had to, to, tell, to sell them that mask was not getting paid enough the to deal woman with that. that the woman that went to when she went to the counter after the cop and the store manager sent her to the counter she went like this i guess i'm buying a mask from you for one dollar <laughs> no no not that <laughs> so i that might be a suburbs <laughs> like sort of getting rural haughty. Thing that's getting more. haughty she was pissed dude <laughs> My yeah. oh yeah i i, I work i work at costco we we require masks at costco and i i see those people all fucking day, every fucking day. Like, just these uppity motherfuckers mean, who just mean. refuse, like, on principle, just refuse. They're mean. Yeah, no, they're, they're fucking what? vicious. Here's what and you're going to like, they, they want to, like, I'm keep the person responsible for... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. It, it's fucking insane, because they, they immediately, they're like, oh, I want to talk to your manager, and then they get to my manager, they're like, I want to speak with your... They're trying to work their way up the chain until they find the person at Costco, God knows where, who is, I, I don't know, I don't understand what their plan is, like yeah. why they, it's not worth their time just to throw on a fucking mask and go inside. No, they want, um, they want to, they want to just, like, they're just spiteful, petty, fucking awful people. That, that, like, that yeah. they just want to be heard, you know, they just want to be acknowledged, they've, you know, like, but they are just doing it in the worst possible fucking way. They're awful. Like, it yeah. just, get it together. It can be both things, yeah, but as like, we're, like, no, like I hated seeing all the people that were like, Oh, all my NPR listeners on the timeline are now all of a sudden. Okay. Going to all these protests, you know, people oh, posting yeah. shit like that. And it's like, yeah, I, this is what I'm, this is what I'm willing to risk it for. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm literally telling you demand that the government doesn't open up standard hall or pins or whatever fucking barcade that you're, chomping at the bit to get to i'm I, like i'm not gonna frequent, yeah. i'm not gonna go there at all but i will go out here to throw a fucking uh tear gas bomb back at the police like yeah. i'll get covid for that Fuck yeah is that drive like so my NPR uh, wyoming is a and, great insult some wyoming said wyoming and montana were what is that i want to go there those are the only we can my, I, uh, me, I, me and my wife are talking about going to the panhandle of Idaho for a vacation because I'm an insane, I, I'm, I'm a crazy person now that only wants to go to, to the, the weird woods parts and sit in a fucking thing in the woods that doesn't have internet and then take acid and stand there and scream as loud as I can in the middle of the woods. That's what I want to do. I'm ready to do that too. That's all I want to do. That's my vacation. Don't don't go to Idaho. Go to the the show tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Go to where? Uh, Go to the, the, the Ho rainforest in Washington. I mean, I, I've got a chip on my shoulder against Idaho because the last time I was, Two times ago, I was there. I almost got arrested on drug charges for like my friend's Adderall oh. that was sitting in my car. Um, every time I go through there, I get pulled over and hassled ah. for something. 
Because I, I don't, I, they're like searching people with Washington license, or they were true, at least true. searching people with you Washington license plates. Well, no, if you cross pot. over from Washington, though, they're going to assume you got weed. Yeah, it's called looking guilty. Well, yeah, <laughs> just being a person. I, I do look guilty. Yeah, probably guilty. look guilty. Yeah, everybody looks guilty. With, like a weed. No, but I. On it. The funny thing, there's been some. I can tell you where they're taking. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> he drives. I was going to. Uh, what I've been trying to say is. I've seen like nothing, like all through Missouri and Arkansas and Mississippi. No one seems to give uh, a fuck about, you know, the, the quarantine or the lockdown. And then we got into Louisiana where they had like the, the second highest, I think, death count of anywhere except for New York. Uh-huh. Um, and literally, I mean, the whole fucking state is at home. It's, it's, it's vacant. Wow. And so I, I think, I, I mean, I think what it really takes is like, people have to know people that start dying. Like it, it's just, it's really, really dark to see across the country. No one taking it seriously until you get to a state that's been hit really hard. I mean, yeah. I would and, say, and I, I, I don't know. My wife, my wife just had somebody that was like a childhood friend of hers pass away from COVID. And, uh, like yeah. that, there was a moment where, you know, I mean, I'm doing the best that I can, but I really do worry about everybody else rushing out there to, to do things right now uh in, in a major yeah. way when we're talking about opening up like bowling alleys and shit and yeah. fucking movie theaters like we don't need any of that like yeah. hanging around outside like take the risk but nobody needs to be getting together no inside. we don't need to go to the movies we don't need to be in places where like the capacity is designed to be the protest together. Honestly, I've done social distancing in every protest I've been to. Like I've just stayed away from people. It's that easy. Like uh, it helps. I, it I, helps I, make things look bigger. Yeah. I I uh, did not. But I mean, I'm there also, was a couple times. Sure. I'm pretty much a dude that's like, I'm not. I'm trying not to. Uh, I'm. I don't want to get it. Obviously, no. But uh, I'm also trying to. I'm not going to go out and do stuff like no. that picture of Kid Rock's bar and grill that came out last night where it was like totally packed. I'm not like I'm not doing perform. I'm not doing nothing like that. But I mean, if I got to go to the store, I, I maybe yeah. have cooled out a little bit on like being like, oh, I can get what I need. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. But uh, uh, what's that drive like? Can I just ask like. <laughs> Like, is it a good scenic drive? I've always wanted to. I want to go to Wyoming really bad. It's like on my list yeah, of places to go, but uh, it's too far. Oh away. man, I saw the most amazing, the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life in Wyoming. It was like we we drove through the night. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, my my girlfriend and my mom were both passed out in the car, and I kind of come over this hillside like into the sunset. And it was just this, I, I've never seen anything like it, like huge purple streaks of lightning coming down oh. all around the car and not, not a fucking sound. It was silent. Tight. I don't know. I don't know why. Like oh. I had nothing on, but it was just like barely dawn mountains and like high because Wyoming's bizarre. Like you're like 8,000 feet up or something, but it's like still kind of flat and just desolate and uh yeah no that was like a like a spiritual moment it was insane it i was love like, desolate. so i i recommend wyoming at least to drive through i love desolate a lot when we drove through new mexico i and arizona yeah, it was like man there is nothing here they really haven't filled this in yet yeah they've been able to fill this in like they have the rest of the country uh 
But uh, yeah. So as far as the uprisings, was there anything interesting on the trip in regards to that stuff? Um. So I uh, I didn't really. I mean, on our way back, we were coming through Salt Lake City, and we were hearing about like protests going on uh, on like the 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 like the day we were coming through, but we were just done with the drive. Um, but basically I got back Saturday during the middle of like kind of the worst day of, you know, the quote unquote, like worst day in Seattle where they, you know, it kind of looked vaguely like, uh, like the WTO protests. Yeah. Um, so we, we basically got back and I got a call from a friend of mine, um, who was like, yeah, I'm at the protests and things are starting to get kind of dicey and my plan is to bust out and, so I ended up driving into Seattle like four hours after we got back from this drive to try and find him and, and pick him up. Um, but yeah, no, that's, um, it's just been since I got back from this, it's just been watching, uh, like the, the protests cover Seattle and then the formation of the Chaz. Yeah. And, uh, at the same, at the same time as all of that, I do, uh, I work for a, a community radio station. Uh huh. And I got sent to cover. Uh, the the protests and everything for it. And then immediately after that, I, and I don't think it's even related, but it's just, it's really like crystallizing some shit for me. Like this community radio station, one of the only local places that does like, you know, reports on local stories um, and, and kind of, it covers it from a real like progressive, like social justice mindset. Like they've been covering all of the ice detention center stuff. And, um, I basically got a call and they're like, yeah, we fired the news director and uh, shut down the whole news department. And instead of that, now we're doing uh, an hourly BBC world news broadcast. No, thing. really? Uh, oh, that's so sad. all their coverage and of the other people who'd been, you know, who'd like volunteer there um, do had been, you know, out there recording stuff for yeah. the dude, for Rob, the, Rob for, you know, WCRS. on the protest. Rob from WCRS put on a gas mask down there and recorded like audio of people like our, our community radio has done like a, a phenomenal job of uh, getting the voices of the people out there. It's fucking bullshit. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a huge bummer to see. Cause I mean, the rest of the local news coverage of it has been just, I mean, from the start, it was, you know, riots, you know, hit down, you know, looters destroyed downtown Seattle. And it's been very like, and then after that, it turned to really dismissive of the pro. So at first it's like, Oh, they're scary. And now it's like, Oh, look at these stupid kids with their, you know, autonomous zone, which it's not, it's not perfect. Like it's got problems obviously, but just what they've accomplished is incredible. And to see literally nobody talking about it in a remotely serious way and like really having a discussion about it is, and I guess this is the way it always goes, but this is kind of my first foray into, into this kind of politics. Cause I'm still pretty young. I mean, you know, I'm like 23 years old. I, hey, I, I haven't really had a chance to be involved in me. this way. It's new for me. I, I went down to Occupy Wall Street 10 years ago and I thought we were going to take over everything and make a better world for all of us. And, and most people weren't in agreement with that. Uh, so this type of autonomous zone is very new to me as well. Uh, what, what I think that like the distinction has to be made is like between an uh, autonomous zone and a temporary autonomous zone. Because if you're going yeah. to take over something for 
a period of time, you can make demands about what has to happen for you to give it up. If you took it, we, we took it from them. Right. This is the autonomous zone. They want it back. They want to show their authority, but like we also have demands to make of them. Um, a fully autonomous zone requires like a fucking military and a lot of fucking like, uh, uh, bloodshed and a lot of, a lot of, lot of fucking commitments that people aren't ready to make yet. And I think they can be made without like, uh, without that kind of a thing. But this is, yeah, this is the type of thing that is absolutely necessary because this is pushing the boundaries. And like when here in Columbus, Ohio, I wanted to adopt, I wanted people to get umbrellas. I wanted people to get goggles. I wanted people to get lasers and I wanted people to adopt these like tactics to defeat the police and Seattle being a very radical city and having the history that it does. They were able to implement all those things because they have all the people that have been doing work for decades. Like they have people that were, they yeah. had medics, they had fucking bike cavalries, they had, everyone was ready to do this. They had gardeners, they had everybody in the fold to come and, and roll this thing up and make it happen and run with it. And at this point, it's a matter of like popular opinion behind the idea of people running with what they want to do if it's not harmful to anybody else. Can you shut down this autonomous zone if they aren't a disruption to anybody that that can have a, a say about it? Anybody with an earshot, you know, has nothing to say, nothing bad to say about it. You know, like that's where we're we're jumping into. And with like the digital landscape, the way it is now, it's not just like watching these conversations on TV anymore. We are actively involved with them every single minute of our lives in the way that we post. And it's resulting in a change and a rapid process that is like motherfuckers. They killed that. They, I, I don't know his name and I feel ashamed that I don't, but they killed that fucking guy at Wendy's last night in Atlanta and they burned it this morning. Like yeah. there was no turnaround. Rayshard, Rayshard Brooks. Thank yeah. I, I, I actually, I just wrote that on my name. So I, I wrote, I wrote it on my arm. So I wouldn't I forget his name. Rayshard <laughs> Brooks yeah. did nothing wrong, did nothing wrong, was bothered and then killed by the police. And, and they got, I mean, they, they made their, vo like, we are making our voices known. They can't stop from doing this. There's nothing that's going to prevent them from doing the same thing that they do, which means that, like, we're in a rock and a hard place. They're going to keep doing what they do. And we have to find out how really about it these, like, fucking Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg fucking liberals are. Bernie Sanders motherfuckers. Like, how down are you? Are you willing to do more right. than just vote? Are you willing to, like, live this, live through a fucking transformative time in history? Or are you just trying to do a passive thing where you have brunch and say the right opinion you know like are you right. in the shit or not i feel comfortable like i'm so calm at this moment because i know the people down there i've been down there i'm with them and i am so calm with that and everybody that feels terror from it should because you've been living wrong and until you get right like it's going to keep you up at night that's just the way it goes yeah I, it's really well, like it's a reckoning, yeah. it's a reckoning of poverty and like oppression in America that I don't know how deep people are willing to go. And like we're a few weeks into this and there has, there's been protests that have been continuing in Columbus and there has been a fervor that's continued, but we need to rally the troops again to make this shit a, 
a fucking priority to change today. We're not going to sit around and wait until November to go to a fucking, uh, uh, a goddamn booth to get COVID from, you know, like we're voting today. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. <laughs> no. Sorry we for screaming get, at your we, face. Yeah, thank we you guys. 20, we have 25. No, no, you guys are fucking rock. Left to get these calls that are my wife's going to be here. So thanks for calling. All right. It's, uh, what do hey. we call it? Five minute round. I mean, you got, what do we call minutes. it? Fast speed round? round. Speed do mode. Whatever you got to call it, we got to get I forgot the all of it already. Or Brett's going to be taking them alone. Which, yeah, I can do that. I but mean, you don't want that. Thanks no, for calling Street well, Fight. Why would I care? Well, they don't. Hey. They don't want to <laughs> just hear from me. Hey, what's up? Who's this? This is Dave from Orlando. What's up, Dave? How's it going tonight? Uh, it's going all right. Um, I'll try and keep it quick, I guess. Um, you guys can let me know if I'm too off topic here. I wanted to uh, talk about uh, fitness and body image stuff and try to tie that into like uh, drugs and left politics and stuff like that. Fuck okay. yeah, I'm down for this. That's a Brett Payne thing. Yeah, Brett. I wanted to do some errata. the end of the call line, you might just be talking to Brett because <laughs> this is this is Brett's this is Brett's. Subject. I wanted to remedy some stuff that we did a couple weeks ago, but please go off. Oh shit! Well, uh, to give a little bit of background, I um, I lost my uh, apartment recently. Uh, my lease ended in May, and. Uh, my hours are cut so short because of COVID that I just couldn't afford rent. So yeah. I moved back in with, uh, uh, with my parents recently. And, uh, one of the big changes there is they, uh, are really, uh, kind of puritanical about substances like, uh, no alcohol on weekdays, sort of puritanical. Wow. How can they enforce that? Well, I mean, they're, uh, I just kind of try and go by their rules while I'm here. I'm not trying to make any trouble or anything. Sure. They're great. Otherwise they're just, uh, a little uptight about that. Yeah. So, uh, but the, the other change after being kind of stuck inside for so long is now I have, uh, access to my dad's like bench set and dumbbells and stuff like that. So, I can't get high anymore and have just been working out like crazy lately. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, kind of had a realization, I think about, uh, kind of drugs versus working out stuff. Um, where I think, uh, odd as it sounds that, Drugs might have made me better at working out. Yeah, the performance enhanced. Uh, well, not only that, but I think there's something about the the mindset yeah. where, uh, and you can tell me if you get the same feeling. Whenever I'm, uh, you know, getting high or drinking or whatever, there's always kind of this voice at the back of my head. I think that says, "Well, you can handle a little bit more." You could go a little bit further with yeah. this. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it's maybe gotten me into a little bit of trouble before, but I'm realizing that I think 
that's the same thing that's going through my head with uh, exercise. Yeah. Right. If I'll do one set and then I'll have that same voice at the back of my head saying, uh, you could do a little bit more. You could push this a little bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had, I've had, I've had I, like, like I, have had to talk to my family and friends of ours that like the quarantine family that we're with because I only go on a run when it's like high noon. I only go when it's the hottest time during the day because I literally want to be punished to death. And then that little voice like in the back of my head is like, don't give up. Are you fucking weak or something? <laughs> like, just keep going. There's exactly. Just I think it's uh, it's the same way. Like, yeah, I the, think it's a curiosity about your own limits. It I is that, it's the uh, same with the drugs. People where like drug people have in common. It is. Dog, it, it's the same. I mean, it is a duality for me because I'm like, dog, I'm so fucked up right now. But like, eh, not enough to like have this little this little uh, piece of sobriety in the back of my mind, you know, I'm like not too far gone. Like it, it's, you keep pushing the limits. There's a, you know, there's actually this really great story. Um, Ayrton Senna, one of the greatest formula one drivers that ever did it. Um, when he would work out, basically what he would do is he would put on his full race suit with the hood and the helmet. And he would run until he passed out. But there would be like, a, holy shit! There would be a crew that would be behind him with like a fucking stretcher and IVs. So he would be like riding, and he would go out for a run until he blacked out, and then just be IV'd on the way back home. And I just, when I heard that, it was like what I want my workouts to be. I think like that's my goals. I guess is really I would like to just yeah, like fight that to sounds the scary. But there's a a thing in the back of my head that says, wow. I, I wish I could sit there and just bench until I just, my arms just fall off. Yeah. Right? You got to go. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing about it is it's like, um, like I, like when I said like LSD makes me feel confident and like just normal in a way that where like, I can just say what I want. I don't have to like second guess anything like that. And you're kind of, you're feeling it's very selfish in a way where you're just full ego and you just think that, you know, you're on one and you're like, everything's going your way. And the same with like working out is the same where you're just deciding, like, I'm going to spend time on making sure that I can run like three and a half miles. Like, I don't know why it's necessary, but like, it feels like an accomplishment or something, you know? And we, we were talking about it, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I really did want to make sure that like, we weren't trying to be fat phobic about anything. And like, when you were talking about losing weight, Brian. Yeah. Because like, like the, you know, there's a, there's a, like, I'm a very unhealthy person that is thin, but like I eat sugar and alcohol all day long, which is not good for me. And there's people that look unhealthy, but are actually way healthier. And there's, a, there's the, like when I got into, when I, when like I had my daughter and I decided I want to be a good role model for her. So I was going to like start paying attention to physical fitness and my body and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I went into it and then it became like this Adonis complex. It became all of a sudden I had body dysmorphia, which I never had before. Like the, the fitness thing really fucks up a lot of people. But when you get down to it, just spending like a, some time during the day and trying to push weights up, like that feeling of just doing something, you know, that, that 
fucking makes you feel powerful is important. Like it doesn't matter what comes out on the other side, but like doing some powerful shit every single day builds confidence. And it, it, it goes throughout like your whole entire life. You know, when you sit down and push a whole bunch of weight, bunch of weights up, you can go out into the world and, and feel, you know, some pride. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you mentioned the, uh, body dysmorphia or body image stuff. That was the, the other thing I wanted to tie it into yeah. was the difference between uh, when I was kind of hanging out in more uh, lib circles, being someone who uh, dedicates a ton of time and effort and thought into, you know, that sort of thing into fitness and all that yeah. versus the same thing in left circles. And, um, I definitely think you're right about uh, people getting shit for being, uh, you know, a, a little heavier or anything like that. But I think there's this weird other flip side too, to, um, uh, what we call it, um, body acceptance. Yeah. Where when I was hanging out in these lib circles, I felt like I, could not talk about this stuff at all. Well, right. I could spend uh, hours out of my day at a gym, but I felt like if I brought it up, people would think I was being some like dumb meathead or, you know, wouldn't take me seriously on, on other stuff yeah. or have this kind of shallow understanding of say something like uh, toxic masculinity, where instead of thinking about things like, bottling up your emotions until you lash out or unhealthy things like that. People would see, Oh, you work out and that's, you shouldn't be like that yeah. because that's part of masculinity thing. And it wasn't really until I started hanging out with uh leftists a lot that I actually felt like people would kind of take me seriously. Uh, say for my, my thoughts and things in addition to, being able to talk about this uh, fitness as something that I'm passionate about and right. kind of being seen as a, a more well-rounded person. Absolutely. It's something that they've taken over as like something to be, it's like, you're, like Washington DC was like that. When we lived there, everybody had some sort of a, a membership to a gym that was below a fucking fast food restaurant, you know? And like, there was all kinds of mixed use gyms and people were all about fitness and like, it's unattainable. Like we don't have any sort of honest conversation. People are just like, Oh, keep try, 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 try. You're going to get abs. But like, for me, the way that my body works and the way that like I put on weight, I never was a person with abs or was lean. I was never a fucking ectomorph or whatever it was. Like I'm not going to have abs and there's no reason that I should be trying to do an as seen on TV fitness program in hopes that I get abs in eight weeks when I haven't worked out for fucking 30 fucking weeks for <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. Like it's, and, and like, I, you know, I don't like, I have a lot of extra fucking breast meat and tissue that like is, would not be. You know, it's like people make fun of or like was a thing that, uh, you know, was an issue growing up. But at the same time, like I can beat the shit out of anybody that says anything about it. So I do not give a fuck. <laughs> right. Like I like I, I just like 
I, I know what I can do. And like, there's a really good book that I suggest everybody read. It's called health at Ev- health at every size. And it was like revolutionary for nutrition. And I'm not like just being like a pseudoscientist. I do know a nutritionist, but really what it, at the end of the day, like I tried to get my goal weight. I would do like the best diet for four weeks. And then I would eat two pizzas in the middle of the night and ruin my whole fucking diet for four weeks. And I went back and forth, but like what you found with like the way that your, your, your health thing has worked is like just eating better and doing more and being okay with comes with what comes out on the other side is the key to everything. Like yeah. I, I've never been turned off by rolls, dimples, none of that shit. Like there's nothing unsexy about anybody's body that I've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, and I think if no, no, you go ahead, go ahead, man. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I think that. if we're going to come in from like a left perspective and try to make this world where people can, you know, follow whatever they're passionate about, that has to include the way that people want to look too, whether it's yeah, at any weight, any size, any level of fitness, whether you don't want to. Uh, you know, touch a barbell in your life or whether you yeah. want to, uh, <laughs> the way I do want to spend, you know, two, three hours, uh, doing that every day. Well, that's the, that's we the, gotta let connect people, all all people think that like, Oh, CrossFit is the answer to all your problems. Oh, pure bar or oh, orange theory. There's one thing. It's like, no, it's whatever makes you active and engaged and exuberant and happy about like the, the activity that you can do in your body. That's all that fucking matters. Exactly. As long as you're happy about, you know, the way that uh, you are, the way you look, the things you can do. Yeah. And it's beneficial. I mean, it's one of those things like, it really is. I, I know that people like, I think it's so easy for that. Like all those people that hate on someone that's like, Oh, just exercise your depression away. But if you're not doing like 20 minutes of walking a day and forcing yourself to do it, like you are missing out. Like I, there's just spending time to exert yourself pays off big in big dividends at every time. All right. Sorry. Good call. Hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, if there's, I think anybody in uh, the chat or listeners who also like talking about uh, leftism and fitness stuff, um, uh, do you mind if I just plug my Twitter? Yep. No, not at all. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I'm on Twitter at, uh, at labor lifts. So I'd talk about unions and left politics and uh, weightlifting stuff. Awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Love it. All right. Yeah, well, thanks have for a the good call. Night. I really appreciate it. Three more to go. All right. Great talking with you guys. Have a good right, Middle we got East. 10 minutes. This is going to be a speed exactly round. 10 minutes. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for calling Street Fight. kill me if I make her wait. She would not. Mm. She'd be annoyed. She's hey, am I on the air? Yeah, you're on the air. What's up? I'm good at that. Hey, uh, I just wanted to call and bitch about my job for a minute. Okay, go for it. We haven't heard um, that in a while. Yeah, I'm a pizza guy, and since COVID started, which is like March-ish, um, we've done like Super Bowl numbers every night without actually giving us more workers to help with those numbers. So it's been rough. So they, they open back up. 
they were were they closed? Oh no, we never we never closed. Okay, like they just ran it like it was normal the past three months. And you're extra busy now, like because of COVID. Yeah, we've been like like I said, like incredibly busy. We closed at eleven, and we're still doing deliveries right now, like thirty minutes after. Jesus. So it's been bad. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't want to hire more people. Well, I, yeah. And no one, point no one will work. <laughs> Cause you know, it's, it's minimum wage and you're out delivering pizzas to people and maybe getting sick. Yeah. That is, that is a good point. Like, as you know, I would, I would get on the like owner and the manager, be like, you motherfucker, you need to be oh, no. delivering some pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Too. Get out here. Get your ass out here. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I have been like every time I see them just complaining, saying we need more, you know, we need hazard pay raises, more yep. people. Yep. I think they might have finally started giving us some more people. So that might help. How are tips? But right um, now? yeah, um, I'm not a driver right now, but uh, they have been doing pretty good on tips. I've yeah, because I've been going off. Thing. I've been keeping mine up. I've been Honestly, going off on tips. I've just got comfortable to that like twenty five percent lifestyle. I hit the thirty percent button <laughs> every time now. Yeah, and I I I, I feel like thirty percent's good, but but I mean, I, also, shit, I mean, I'll give you twenty five percent on dog shit. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I, I don't like your ass, yeah, I'll give I'll you twenty five percent dollar bill. In the tip <laughs> Even jar. if I hate you, I'll give you twenty five percent at this point. I'll toss a fiver in the tip jar at Dunkin' Donuts when I gotta go in. There. Yeah. Just because it's for like a dollar ass donut. No, for a fucking cold brew. Uh, but it's like you shouldn't even have to be here. Yeah, you shouldn't you know be risking saying? your Here's life over bucks. this. Yeah, you shouldn't be risking your life to get Don't me catch a no blood giant cold over this brew. Shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. Make the yeah. tell so the I owner they have to work. a little. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking my call. All right. All right. We might make it, man. We might Katie's make it. Gonna, we got seven she's minutes. She's going to get you. Katie's going to get you. She's not going to be mad. She's it's coming just, through. She's with got the to work fucking... tomorrow. Yeah, she's going to cut my balls off. Yep. She's coming through with the, the choppers. But you know what What, what the move would have been was you should have, I, when I said that, you should have went. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> Me. My friends used to do that. All. I, no, now see, I'm being. Yeah, a piece you're of being. Shit. Yeah, say, I'm don't being introduce a human that piece of shit and saying <laughs> that didn't... my friends used to do that. Like as if I didn't do it, I like also did. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep I it in it the when past. You say, I I do that sometimes though. I'll my friends like, did that. My friends used to do this whole thing. Like I didn't yeah, you do were there. it. It was like I was just an observer. I was just a casual observer to all the problematic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, caller, what's going on? Oh, no, we got a skelly welly. Wow. Is it me? Yeah, Chris, yeah. it's you. What's up? Oh, shit. Nice. Hey, what's up? Um, I don't know. I just got to make it. I want to make it quick. I just got kind of like a PSA for everybody that's still, you know, you know going out to protest. Um, I don't know. Me and my friend, we've been kind of meeting a lot of people and pounding around with a group. And uh, sadly, one of the people in that group ended up being like a sexual predator. And just kind of, I don't know, it just, you know, it was like, all you are going to be meeting a lot of good people, but just remember that some people are, you know, they're not the real deal, and they're just hiding in uh, groups of good people Dope. to prey on good people. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just, I just want to say, you know, everybody be safe and uh, keep going to these protests. Hey, thanks for, that's, that's a good know, point. Right. Yeah, I that's know. a good call. Good point. No, there's no, like, everybody isn't, like, in, in it with us. Like, they have to prove it. 
Like they have to be good. They have to act in good faith. That you can't be that and uh, be a part of this. Yeah, yeah, that's a good PSA, actually. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate it. Thank you for calling. That yeah, vet people. Like good. I don't. I can, Wait, I, got, I can take scrutiny. You're like, about the vet people. I yeah. mean, it's just like if 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 you hear something, it, you know. You, yeah. You got to take it kinda, seriously. Take you need don't to just try to ignore it yeah. because it would be inconvenient. I mean, I yeah. there was a moment. There was actually a moment in uh in Columbus protesting where somebody thought that they had the uh, blessings of somebody in the community to do their protest, and they didn't. And then this person went out in front of everybody and said, "I read the room wrong, and I did a protest that was in not in the faith of." You know what I I said it was was happening and like it was good. I it was easy easier to get through than any of the lying conniving like underhanded bullshit. So mm-hmm. you have to root those people out. Yeah, thanks for calling. That is a good call. That's and a good thing to think about, you. guys. It's Boy. it's guy. It's a guy thing. Like we can't put these guys can well, be expelled. We have to fucking get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, it's creepy. One more thing though, I got a shout out. Uh, I just want to shout out to some Domino's drivers. They've been uh, delivering pizzas to the Portland protest, Portland, Oregon, and uh, you guys are heroes. Yes, absolutely. Hell yeah, yeah Domino's drivers, pizza. <laughs> hey, they're they're our troops on street fight. Absolutely, pizza delivery. Last one, and we're done. Yeah, yeah. Last call. Four minutes. This morning I took the call. The one to end it all. She's gonna text me like one minute early. I'm Hello. All the money. Hey, what's, what's up? up? Who's this? It's Nick from Michigan. What's up, what's up Nick? Nick? How are you tonight? We're we're doing good. We're smoking cigs inside. We're drinking beers. We're living good. Smoking cigs. Living inside. large and in charge. I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania a while ago and I smoked some cigs inside. That it is was the d- hey, shit. That is I admire the, that. That is the move right it's, there. Oh, it's so great, it's dude. It's the most amazing. So anyway, anyway. Living lovely. <laughs> yeah. That's like all right, so rich people talk I'm about all these, like a Kobe steak or something like that. And for me, it's just smoke blast cigs inside. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> blast cigs right by the window. Hell yeah. But anyway, so we need some explicitly anti-police bumper stickers. Like... Mm-hmm. Where are the Kelvins pissing on the Blue Lives Matter? Yeah, no, that's, you know a, what I that's mean? true, but me and Brett have committed to no merch until the COVID-19 <laughs> and no uh, uh, Black Lives Matter merch because it's crass. And well, uh, we're just not... Right. Actually, I have no, another idea, but... That's true. Okay, well, Brett has decided that he is not committed to that. I'm not committed to that. I'm committed to... I mean... It better be good. I guess is my thing. I but want Wavy I to think, do some stuff to raise money. Like we'll just raise money for something. Like I'm exactly. Really, I feel right. comfortable. I can make sure that all the masks and T-shirts get packed. I think that we could get a lot of money directed uh, towards the right places. Okay. Well, you know, I right? We're like in a position to do. I it. just. I think it's and crazy. Wavy is fucking dope. Yeah, though. he is dope. It's cool. Right. Fine. We we need to get we need to get working on the blue live splatter. Bumper sticker. No, like blue that. light shatter, dog. It's blue light shatter. All these people that are putting blue light. Okay, yeah. Like they should be living in fear, right? What now. if? Uh, what if? And I'm just real. throwing this out. I'm just throwing this out there. I don't care if you're black, white, purple, or green, but I do care if you're fucking blue. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Got him. That would be. That could get picked up by yeah. normies. That's like yes. a young Sheldon watcher type yep. of thing. You know what I'm yep. saying? Hell yeah. I just Kristen Bell just came out with a purple ass book. Yeah, you heard about that, right? Yeah. Uh, that's tight though. That's how people that say is they're a, not racist. That was the racism that was handed down to me. Was like, I don't care if you're black, brown, white, purple, or green. It's yeah. like, yeah, well, the other ones are real, and you care about those. <laughs> but fuck you if you're blue. Right. Fuck this you if you're like blue. A good move. That's, that's like exactly. That's, that's what we need. That's as normy as possible. We'll see if. I mean, we've never made a bumper sticker, and I think there's a part of me that I feel like. It's very not street fight to have never had a bumper sticker. Really? Guess, in a way. For yeah. real. Our people like, are bumper sticker like, people, man. We advocate Yeah, you say for what you real. say what you people. think on the outside yeah, of your car. We advocate for bumper you, sticker you people. You go to the fast food place, you keep your atmosphere controlled and you tell everyone on the outside that you hate them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, but, Hey, thanks. All right. For I don't have much more to say. Thanks for taking yeah, my call. We appreciate it. Thanks for Been rocking in. with you boys. Since You're a rock star. The Sons of Anarchy episode. Yeah. Nice. All right. Nice. Thanks for calling. Hell yeah. Peace. All right. All right. That's, that's Street Fight Radio. Ooh. It's a podcast. It's, it's an American podcast that started Brian's back in. sliding down the dinosaur's tail right now. <laughs> in 2011, you know, Brian and I got this thing rolling, just screaming at each other's faces in the basement. And now we're taking calls from all y'all. So we appreciate everything that has come from this. And we expect to flatten this entire globe out until everybody's the motherfucking same equal footing. And while we spread this mess across the U.S., if you're down for that shit and you want to be down for the cause, head to patreon.com slash street fight radio. We can get more. Otherwise, just Tell somebody about it, share it, like it, give it all the, the fucking five stars, any of that shit you can do. We're only trying to create dissent and disruption and put ourselves out of business so that we can relax and not have to complain about how fucked up and stupid this world is. So we'll see you on Wednesday. We are Street Fight. Peace.